Boys and girls, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to yet another episode. I believe this is episode 48. Yes, I believe we are two away from the big 5-0, ladies and gentlemen. We are two episodes away from the big 5-0. So first and foremost, I just want to say thank y'all so much for supporting your boy. I know I took a little bit of a hiatus a few episodes back. And uh, y'all see, man, I told y'all I'm back. So I've been going strong and strong and strong. You know what I'm saying? We're going to work on getting more guests for y'all. Uh, I know y'all love when I interview the wrestlers. We're going to get y'all some more. We setting them up. I'm trying my best to get them going. Things a little more tougher with uh, with things being back open again in these streets. But we're going to work on getting y'all some more talent to interview. You know, hopefully, you know, I get to hear back from some people. If not, I'll reach out to some other connects and see who can connect me to some pieces of the puzzle, all that jazz. But in the meantime, y'all know that don't mean I can't bring friends of mine onto this very show to talk about what we talk about the most, what we love, which is pro wrestling, baby. So none other, I like to really introduce somebody special in the building, man. This is uh, one of my homeboys, one of my bros, man, from way back. Man, all, all of y'all know, man, y'all know I'm not just a podcast host. I'm not just a guy with some personality here to cut a promo on y'all. You know what I'm saying? Your boy is also a Christian hip-hop artist in his spare time. As I told y'all, when I'm not doing this, I'm doing the word of, you know, the, the work of the Lord, man. I'm doing, I'm out here just doing music and, and making moves, man, and just trying to keep things on a steady level. And boy, it's hard trying to balance both of these at the same time. But Y'all know I find ways to do this, man. So I got to introduce a real special guest on this afternoon, this real Sunday evening. Y'all already know he's been a busy man in his own right because he is a DJ. You know what I'm saying? He is an artist. And of course, he is a residential pro wrestling fan. I actually remember when I first found out this brother was a wrestling fan. I was like, wait. Yo, Stoney, my guy, you a wrestling fan? What's up? Like, hey, man, and that just took our friendship to a whole nother level when we found out. Had to add my boy to a group chat with our other wrestling fans. I want to shout out those fans, actually, my boy Gresh. Shout out to my boy Darren from I Am Tremont. Shout out to my boy Daryl. Shout out to everybody that joined us on the Gresh podcast. We actually did a SummerSlam review uh, slash CM Punk reaction and all kind of stuff on his show so y'all make sure y'all check that out when it posts over there on gresh unleashed but in the meantime your boy had to get y'all an episode of a SummerSlam reaction so i like to introduce my bro my man he is from a group known as them royalty boys he is also again a residential solo artist in his own right by the name of Stony Stone Hill, and of course your residential DJ DJ Stony Stone, ladies and gentlemen, the champ is here in the building. I would like to welcome y'all to none other than my bro, the one, the only Stony. What's happening, sir? What's happening, man? That that intro made me feel like I need a title. <laughs> I need to get on the top rope with a title, man. I told you, bro. I told you. It's coming, bro. It's coming. Like, hey, they don't know, man. Everybody who watch and listen to your boy on this show, they know. They know. I'm known for them intros, man. I'm telling you, it's a matter of time before somebody, somebody, I don't care if it's AEW, Ring of Honor, WWE, MLW, <laughs> Impact Wrestling. Hey, y'all, I'm auditioning every single time I do these intros for y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all I can get it 
going. I will get everybody hyped and ready to come out there and get on a phenomenal show. You know what I'm saying? But hey, you know I had to do it for you, Stoney. You the bro, bro. Like I could not give you something epic, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Appreciate yeah, no, it. Hey, no problem. Appreciate you for joining us, man. First and foremost, tell the people how you're living, man. How you feeling on this Sunday afternoon, brother? Hey, I'm feeling real good right now. I mean, this yeah. is a good time to be a wrestling fan. Okay? Yes, it and definitely you, I, is. I'm calling this weekend the comeback weekend. All right? <laughs> Come on, bro. The comeback weekend. Talk now, who to had him. the biggest comeback? I know who it is. We're going to get into it. But the, yes. the comeback yes. weekend. <laughs> yes, I agree, but man. I'm feeling good over here, man. Man, look, it's it's phenomenal, bro. I, I, I agree with you. It is such a great time to be a wrestling fan yet again. Um, who would have thought, man, because we know that sometimes, man, wrestling has its weeks where it's up and down. It may make you wonder, like, why am I such a fan of this again? You know, and then there are moments like we saw this week where you're like, oh, yeah, now I remember. Like, this is why I've been watching this for so long. Outside of maybe personal reasons, you know, like family connections. Sometimes wrestling just brings you together with the family. Sometimes it's moments like us where we bros and we just get to chop it up about something we enjoy. Uh, it's a lot of other reasons, but it's those type of reasons where you're like, this is why I watch this. You know what I mean? And you know, like, hey, you, we, we about to have some fun, you know? So let's, let's just get on into it, y'all. We got a real, real easy show for y'all today. As y'all can see in the title, this is a SummerSlam post-show we giving y'all our thoughts and opinions on what we thought about SummerSlam. But also, because I have a new guest on the show, because he's pretty much new to you guys. He's, not, he's This is a first-time guest right here. So you guys are new to Stoney. Uh, I'm not, of course, because we go way back, as I said in the intro. But, uh, Stoney Stone, go ahead. Here's what I like to do with the new guest. Number one, I like to, you know, bring him into the field. So tell the people... Why you're a wrestling fan, what got you into wrestling, how you came about being a wrestling fan, and, and what makes you still a fan to this day? Man, okay. Wrestling, how did it start for me? I'm chilling at home. Uh, I got to be six or seven years old. Uh, flipping through the channels, and I see uh, <laughs> Monday Night Nitro, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad is in there with me. He was, I was like, Dad, what is this? He was like, it's wrestling. You've never seen wrestling? And I was like, no. He was like, you, you got to watch wrestling. So, you know, I, I'm watching it, and immediately mm-hmm. I fall in love with Hulk Hogan. It's one of the first people I see. Mm-hmm. So I uh, fall in love with Hulk Hogan. I'm like, Dad, I want to keep watching this. So uh, for a good while, my dad watched it with me. Mm-hmm. Watch it with me no more, but for a good while. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just got hooked after that. And then uh, just falling in love over the ages. I mean, I cried. I'm, I'm going to tell your mama why I cried. I cried when Hulk Hogan turned evil. <laughs> oh, come on. Come I'll on. never forget that moment, man. Just I'm just giving you a little history of what, what got me into wrestling, man. I'm talking about... Yeah. He came in, and I was like, man, I'm a little kid, man. I'm like, Hulk Hogan's going to save the day. Yeah. And he switches sides and joins the NWO. <laughs> and then, I mean, and then switching over, I meet The Rock. 
my favorite wrestler of all time. Come that on. man has some charismatic character. Yes. He can talk. He can he can wrestle. Yes. But you know, I met, I started watching him, and man, the epic battles between him and Stone Cold. And, yes, yes. Uh, I'm gonna tell you another one. I mean, I can't tell it all, but Come epic on. battles between Stone Cold and Booker T. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, the infamous grocery battle, huh? The grocery battle. Oh, man. The, the church battle. The church battle. Come on now. <laughs> let them know. They forgot about the church one now. I'll I be trying to tell them. Like, they was fighting up in the Lord's house. In the Lord's. Now you can't be doing that. I'm like, wait a minute. You fighting in the Lord's house? Hold on. <laughs> but man. good stuff, man. And over the, over the years, I just fallen in love with it and just can't get enough of it. So yeah. even to this day, I still watch it. And like you said, it has its ups and downs, but there's mm-hmm. still greatness yeah. in it. I still find greatness in it no matter what's going on. So my that's just a little bit of how I became a wrestling fan, thanks to my dad. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. While I'm still watching Strong today. Come glad on, fact, man. I'm glad when I met you, man, because, you know, I, I felt like I was just a – Alone wrestling on the thing. island, yeah. Nobody talk to about, bro. I'm telling you, and that's that's exactly the beauty of just being a wrestling fan, man. This is what I I do this show mainly for fans like us, but I also do it for the casual fans that maybe used to watch at a point in time, and they may not keep up with it nowadays, but they had a little nostalgic effect to it. So this is for them, and then this is also just for people who really may not be into it all that much, but they see that how we feel about it and how we love it and it makes them either want to understand why we love it so much or it turns them low-key into a fan on the slip you know because they see we love this and it makes them want to check it out so you know um this is why i created this show just to 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 invite my brothers my sisters because there are ladies fans out there as well and it's just it's just amazing when you connect with people and i love the family aspect that wrestling brings to us you know i love the fact that it literally just like when you see somebody like you said you feel like you're by yourself watching this and then next thing you know you find out when you see somebody with a belt or you see somebody with a wrestling shirt on and you just like, like yo <laughs> you rocking this and then next thing you know y'all just built a whole legit connection just off of wrestling and then it, and then that's when you found out like other things you know that you got in common then you know catapult the friendship even deeper at that point and it just so happens we're both christian rappers we both love the lord we both great people that connect with people so that that just adds on top of the friendship even more man you know where you just like yo that's just the icing on the cake from that point but but um yes man so let's 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 get into this thing man and let's let's let you mentioned your favorite wrestler is the rock of course um so are there give me a quick top three i won't even do the top five for you just give me a quick top three you know it can be from any era it could be you know 80s 90s early 2000s or even now the 2010s if you will like just you know just throw them out there a little bit all right top three favorites okay yes i'm yes. not gonna say of all time because my all time list is different that's different yeah we all specifying right. the difference here right. favorite rock is my favorite uh-huh. Not the best of all time. Right? Ooh, okay, okay. Spicy. He's my favorite, but he's not the greatest of all time. Uh-oh, hot topic, baby. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, The Rock be number one for me, of course. 
Um, number two, out of respect now, I got to go with my man, Woo! Rick Flair. Ooh, right. Number two, okay. definitely Rick Flair for all that he's done in the business. Yes. And then number three. Yes. Ooh, number three. Uh, I get three choices. My top three favorites. Rock, Rick Flair, and uh, I know who it's going to be. Come on. I, I like this guy. All right, I do. I don't know. He ain't in the top five of all time, but Randy Orton. Oh, we going with the what? I, I okay. Man, that RKO out of nowhere gets me every time. <laughs> every that's time. A good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's that's unexpected in a way, but I like that. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. He is one of those guys right now that's still going strong. He reinvents himself. In a He's way right where now. he doesn't. Yeah, like, it's weird. You know, Randy doesn't get talked enough about how much he reinvents himself where he's still the same in terms of his look. Like, he may switch up with the, you know, the either mustache. like shaving the hair or the mustache, but his overall look and physique is the same. But he just, like, switches up in terms of either he's, like, super sadistic, mm. either he's, like... I'm gonna be your friend for a minute, but just know I'm gonna turn on you I'm at some point. You like a like a viper. you know like a viper, <laughs> or or he's just the guy where you're like I can't tell what you are right now. Mm-hmm. You know you kind of like treading the line of are you good or are you bad? What do you what are you right now? And it, it's just it's a lot of things, man. But I, I, I like very well. I like he does, he does it very it. well. Yeah. Reminds you of, you know, he gets that comparison with Stone Cold, you know, with the whole snake feel, you know, that it, it, it makes sense, right? You know, <laughs> two different guys with two different styles, but it's just funny how they kind of have that, that, you know, DTA, mm-hmm. can I trust you? Right. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, so I just, I just don't know, man, but that that's a great top three. I like that. I like that, brother. That's respectable. Um, so, well, then now that we showed that to the people, you know, we're going to have some fun segments uh, down the line. If we have some time that I'll, I'll bring up to you because you a new guest. So I like to bring the segments in for my new guests. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and chop it up about some SummerSlam action. OK, do it. Um, what a show. Interesting. Um, quite a lengthy show, wouldn't you say? Very much so. Very when it lengthy. went into that 12 o'clock hour, I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, 1130, I was like, okay. I'm yeah. glad y'all did it on a Saturday because otherwise a... I'd be like, I got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Man, for real. Let's talk about that. How did that even feel just watching a WWE main roster pay-per-view on a Saturday? Did that feel weird at all? Like, how did that feel? It kind of did. When you had originally, I'm sorry I didn't get to make it out, but when you originally told me we was going to go watch SummerSlam at the movies, mm-hmm. uh, I was, uh, you know, originally my mind was set on Sunday. Yeah. And I got to looking at it, I was like, man, that thing is on a Saturday. <laughs> I was like, first off, I was like, why? <laughs> and then the second one, I was like, okay, we're going to see how this works out. Yeah. So, yeah. but it, it was different. I enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I, I, I kind of be honest. I kind of like the Saturday. Yeah, you know, it was um, the only thing I, I have an issue with with it being on a Saturday. I guess one because I'm so used to Sunday. Agreed, as you mentioned. But my main issue is why do this now when this is something you could have did when NXT 
was at the top of his game when it was so much more popular than the main roster was, you could have easily made that switch way back then. You could have had NXT be the one to go Sunday when everybody was like, oh, man. like, Because there was a time where you were like, NXT would basically go first on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they would just throw on like a classic just from top to bottom. And you're like... Good luck, main roster. I don't know how you're going to top that next tomorrow <laughs> night because they just stole the show all the way, right? Absolutely. And then sometimes it was hit or miss because, you know, depending on what pay-per-view it was, because they only really did this for, like, the big four, I think, like the SummerSlams, the Survivor Series, the WrestleMania. So that's kind of when they did that in, like, 2016, 17, and 18. And it's one of those things where you're like, okay, if y'all did this back then – this would have made sense. Now it's kind of weird because you're putting NXT on a night like tonight. Right. And nobody really even cares because they kind of don't care for NXT anymore. So it's weird that you're putting a show nobody's really going to watch like that on a Sunday where you're like, now I got to remember like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're, that's tonight. So it's, it's weird. But I mean, it was kind of better to watch it like you said because for us people who work in the morning a sunday is kind of weird you're like hmm how are we gonna do this i'm just gonna be tired it's cool you know y'all thanks for taking some of my sleep wwe but that's cool uh so um yeah, man, let's just go uh, top to bottom. I'm going to skim through, man, um, off, the, off the dome, off of just what was memorable to me anyway, just to see uh, where your head was at, man. So let's start. You know, we had a, you know, 51,000 some odd people in attendance, Las Vegas in the, in the new stadium for the Los, uh, Los Angeles, for the Las Vegas Raiders, you know. Uh, so how did that feel seeing something uh, pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? You know, how does that feel seeing that many people live in that stadium like that, man? Were you shocked? Were you, were you like, man, we're back, back for real? Or how did you feel with just seeing that site first off? I'm happy to see the people back. Yeah. I, ca- I can't lie about that. Yeah. Being shocked? No, because I think folks want to get out. Oh, that's yeah. A, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. folks want to get out. Um, <laughs> But uh, it was good to see, though. It I mean, was. it kind of felt like, like you said, I mean, of course, they had it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we still had a break in between. But it was great to see everyone just back. Yeah. You know? I agree, man. Folks. And you can't negate the energy of the people in real time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you love it. I'm sure we'll get into it, but. We'll yeah. get into it. We'll get into <laughs> sure it. We'll you know? it. <laughs> but it was. They're going to cheer how they want to cheer. They're going to cheer how they want to cheer, and I love it, man, because uh, for us to have been in Las Vegas, I mean, we've been to Las Vegas before. We performed Absolutely. in Las Vegas, so we know that atmosphere well enough. Um, of course, that stadium didn't exist at the time we were there because uh, it's a fairly new stadium, and, it, and it's kind of cool that I want to say, actually, now that I think about it, I think this is the first event in that stadium since the pandemic. I might be wrong. You- you might be right because they might, had no football games. Definitely. Yeah, because when the NFL season started last year, I don't think the Raiders were playing in that stadium yet, were they? I don't. I don't think they were. I don't think so. I think they were playing elsewhere or something like that. Like I, I remember something about that stadium 
being shut down for the pandemic right now. So it was it was weird. But this year, they'll obviously this season be back in that stadium. I believe they've been doing it for preseason. But it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, this is crazy. Um, so let's let's get into it. Crowd was hot, as expected. Everybody's back. You know, we got 51 plus in attendance. Uh, so right off the bat, you hear that Matt Riddle, that bro, and the crowd just goes shot. bananas, <laughs> bananas. Because like they were right. We starting off. Uh huh. <laughs> you hear you hear that crowd, bro, 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 bro. So talk to the people, man. Um, we had RK Bro one on one for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Raw Tag Team Championships going one on one. You know, going uh, against AJ Styles and almost. Almost dripped out in the gold, you know, the trench coat and, you know, just gold all over. You know what I'm saying? Championship title and all that. Uh, so how did that feel as an opening match for you? Were you, I mean, I know you just said you were shocked to see that one be first of all the matches, but what was your thoughts? You know, what did you think going into that? Honestly, I thought we was going to start with Goldberg and Lashley. Mm. So okay. I was actually happy to see um RK Bro versus um Almas and um AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Now I when it when it when broke when uh RK Bro song came on, Matt Riddle song came on, I was like, this is a good to me, this is a good starting match. Mm-hmm. It's a good starting match. You got uh AJ Styles who's a phenomenal play on words, a phenomenal <laughs> wrestler. Right. And then you got our uh, Randy Orton, phenomenal wrestler. And then mm-hmm. you got two new people in, well, Matt Riddle's not really new, if you know him, but, you yeah. know, two new wrestlers with Matt Riddle, and then you got Omos, who I actually, I, I'm feeling Omos. All right? Mm, okay. I'm, I'm wondering how he's going to do long term, but I'm feeling it. Mm, so, great okay. starting match. And it's a match in which I was kind of wondering who, you know, some matches you kind of come in, you like, I know who's going to win this match. Yeah. But this yeah. one was one I was like, I wonder what they're going to do here. Because, you know, Omos and um, AJ Styles had, had some chemistry there. Yeah. But, uh, and, and I, I kind of like that group. Mm. I do. And then it was like, are you really going to pair Randy and uh, Matt Riddle together and let them win? Because yeah. at any time, you just know no. Randy Orton is going to <laughs> This is true. This is true. Um, I wow. do like the outcome. I do yeah. I do like what they did with the outcome. And that was a very good match. Very exciting. Very good. So you do appreciate the fact that we had new Raw Tag Team champions. Um, they – so tell me – it was a great story. What? How do you feel about the team of RK Bro? Like, are you one of those that are that are like, yo, I like this. They're very good together, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Or were you kind of did it take a while for it to grow on you? Where Where are you at with those two? I'm gonna tell you the truth. It took a while to grow on me because I was like, Randy Orton paired with this guy. I mean, you got Matt <laughs> Riddle who's like, bro, you know the. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm just. I'm just overly happy. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. you got Randy Orton, who's like, no, no games. I, yeah. I didn't come here to play games. <laughs> they work. They click though. Yeah. Somehow yeah. they click they in do. a weird way. So to see them winning, I was like, 
I, I can deal with it. And it grew on me, and I was like, but obviously we're building a storyline here because, like, I, I just believe at some point mm-hmm. Randy or maybe Matt, maybe Matt. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> might they turn could. on each other. So. Yeah, you, you, you know it's bound to happen eventually, but it is good to see them. Um, They got merch. The merch, apparently, from what I understand, is, is selling on. hot. You is know, there any um, better name, RK bro. Oh, you know, like <laughs> it was just it was fitting, right? It it was it was at first, I'll admit it came off kind of cornering me at first, like really RK bro, but then it was like it stuck and it was like, you know what? Yeah, that does fit. And the crowd is eating it up, man. We saw them love it light up and erupt the moment that one, two, three hit, and you got your new raw tag team champions in RK bro now. Raw's not, I openly admit I haven't been watching Raw these days. I, I just kind of, I may skim it from time to time to see what catches my attention. I love Bobby Lashley. I do. Uh, RK, bro, I, I rocks with them. But everything else on Raw, man, I'm not even, gonna, I'm being transparent. Everything else on Raw is just like utter snooze fest to me, man. It's like the same thing where I'm just like, yo, what are they doing with y'all right now? Like, this is crazy. You know, you're trying to give it a chance and then you're just like out of it bro like and, and of course three hours doesn't help but it's like my goodness man what are y'all doing with you know the women's division suffers a little bit over there uh a lot of things we'll, we'll get into really that because that's actually it's going really into not the stuff now. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that so uh Moving on, then you know, shout out to RK Bro, you know, being your new Raw Tag Team Champions. I will uh, Rook, say this. Go ahead, brother. To the RK Bro, the fact that Randy Orton can work it speaks to how well or how good of a wrestler he is. This is true. That is a good statement. That is a good statement. He gets he gets his respect, but he's he's getting my respect more and more as a individual i'm talking about the later version of him you know like going growing in his maturity from being like that young prick that you heard stories about backstage just doing all kind of stuff and getting away with stuff because he was a generational guy and he was just he had that look and all of that and just kind of made you not want to like him right but you know then he settled down got a wife got a family and he's matured into this this father figure and he's really just like a family man but then you're seeing that behind the scenes randy orton the guy is amazing and then you're seeing the character and you're like you're the guy that i love to hate but then you make me love you at sometimes when you when i don't know if i can trust you when i love you like what are you doing randy and you know just to see what he is now is uh is, a, is an amazing thing so shout out to randy orton and his growth and um in these later years, just working for one. He's actually doing what some fans try to criticize about a lot of older talents, not putting over young talent. Mm-hmm. In a way, if you think about it, working with Matt Riddle right now, I don't know if this was by his choice or if this was just something he was told and just said, okay, I'm gonna I'm a be that vet and I'm gonna I'm a make this work. But- I often wondered that. Yeah, like it's, you know, I guess it's a story we'll find out about eventually down the line. I mean, when this is way, way over and let's say his career is over, he'll probably open up that curtain to show us how they came about. Uh, but man, I'm just I'm just going to say that the pairing of them works and it shows that Orton is one of those veterans, just like John Cena, because John Cena is another case of that, where they are willing to put over younger talent as much as they can. 
uh you know so shout out to rk bro so we'll move on you know uh to the next match because they started off hot and then all of a sudden it went straight to not and in match number two we ended up getting alexa bliss (laughs) versus eva marie and uh I'm not going to lie to you, Stoney. I didn't even watch this, man. At this point, I was watching it in the theaters as you were going to be doing with us. You know, I knew you couldn't make it with us yesterday, but still, when we were in the theaters, we already made it known. If it was something we didn't want to see, that was the moment to go take a concession stand break. <laughs> like, we knew we were sitting there. We were ready. We had the belts, man. We were chilling. And, and then next thing you know, we were, we were we were we were rocking with that first match. That tag team title match had us like, okay, this might this might be a dope little show. It's starting off right. Then next thing you know, they say, coming up next, Elixir Bliss versus Eve Marisa. Up, oh, vibe killer. Time to go concessions, and we went. We got we got something in the concession stand, and by the time we came back, the match was over. So all I know is the match went about four minutes from what I understand in its total. Um, but Sir, if you didn't kind of take a bathroom break yourself or go fix something to eat, if you sat there and watched this, man, what were your thoughts on this, man? I, I watched it. Um, I kind of like Dewdrop. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Piper <laughs> Niven is awesome. Like, I, I hate calling her Dewdrop, man. I, I really don't like that <laughs> name. But Piper Niven, Piper Niven, let's just be real. That's her name, y'all. But they just wanted to call her Dewdrop when she got called up to the main roster for whatever reason. Hopefully, when they split this up and it's done, she can go back to Piper Niven. But she is a phenomenal talent. She's a beautiful woman. She can move. She can really do a lot in the ring that people just don't even know about yet. Unless you've really watched her work in NXT UK or, dare I say, the Mae Young Classic that they did with the women. If you didn't watch any of those things, I highly recommend you go back on YouTube, go back on, you know, wherever you can find it. And watch the May Young Classic or just watch NXT UK and look up Piper Niven and you will see what that girl can do because she can do a lot, you know. Uh, but go ahead, sir. Um, what did, what were your thoughts? I know you say you like Dewdrop. So what was your thoughts in seeing this match as a whole? Uh, how, do, how do I put this? I like Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, but... What you call it carried the match. Um um Eva Marie to me she's just not ready as far as wrestling wise. Mm, I love that. Um maybe if we could find another role for her, because I think she could make mo- I know she'll make money for WWE. I know that. But and then the Lily character, it was cool <laughs> when Bray Wyatt was around. Come on. But now he's gone, so it's kind of like, come on. But I heard though it's selling merch. So see, see, I heard it's selling merch too. That's the problem. You see, that's the problem I personally have with that. Like, and, and, and Stony, I love how you being real nice with each talent, man. Feel free. <laughs> you know, look. Here's the thing. We, you are able to be nice, but you are also able to, you know, you're a fan. You've been watching this a long time, so. 
call, you know, if you if you call BS, you know, we Christians, so we just abbreviate. We say BS. If you if you if you if you, if you, if you, if you, if you see BS on something and you know that ain't good, go by all means. You say WWE. Y'all know better than that. That ain't good. <laughs> like, it's not why good. You doing okay. Like, yeah, like, like I said, it worked with Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. But come on out. The the fact I, it's hard for me to believe a doll is blinking and, mm. and getting up. Come on. Now, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, or get somebody to play that character to me, mm-hmm. right, we still wait for Sister Abigail. Never came. Uh, <laughs> but 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 uh, <laughs> you know. And then even Marie, like I said, I think she can sell money, but she's just not ready wrestling wise. Yeah. So the match was. Uh, it was faulty. It was like a faulty match. Clearly, to me, yeah. Eva Marie was just going through the motions. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, maybe I hope. I mean, it looked like they signed her pretty long term or whatever. Uh, with the way they're doing contracts, who knows these days? But uh, yeah, they can have all this money and long term deal and be going to next. So. For all we know, they could release her all over again. I don't know, but what I will say is she don't belong in the ring. I, I try to give her a chance. She has not improved. And yeah, she's she just, she she just be, be a manager. Yeah, she, she's got she's got the look. She That's she has the look. I mean, I don't know how well her mic skills are per se, but she makes a good valet for somebody. You know, if you got somebody that has a look and they can talk and she could just be that good looking person next to them kind of like how Maurice is to the Miz you know when you see Maurice show up great attractive woman she can do a little something yeah help to be the reason why somebody wins you know what I'm saying yeah exactly you know but just stand there look pretty and and just help somebody who's already kind of either trying to get over or they are over and they just they're a prick like they're a good looking prick if you will and and you fit right in with them you know like she shouldn't be in the ring point blank period we gonna move on though we ain't gonna stay too long on that subject uh let's go on to the match number three this is where things tried to pick back up um, the crowd didn't really seem like they were a hundred percent into this. Like they were, it started off maybe a little slow for them, but they eventually got into this. I think they just had to get that taste out of their mouth with Alexa bliss and even Marie's match. And, you know, had to try to be like, Oh yeah, we can care about this one a little bit. So we had a United States championship match between Sheamus and Damian priest, sir. What were your thoughts on this one? I knew Damian was going to win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm a huge Sheamus fan, but Damian deserves this to me. He does. Okay. I'm a huge Sheamus fan. I love Sheamus. I I even think he had his moment though. Yeah. Sheamus had his moment at the top. And everybody can't stay at the top forever. Yeah. So but but I did enjoy the match. I thought it was a very any match with Sheamus is a very hard hitting match. But uh, I think Damian Priest did well. And like you said, it started off a little slow. And I think, like you said, we had to get the taste of the Alexa Bliss match out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, good match. And mm-hmm. like I said, Damian Priest deserves this, man. This man 
came from NXT, did well there. I'm yeah. glad they didn't. This is one of the few that they didn't uh, destroy. So far. <laughs> yeah, so he has been protected almost, so far. So far, almost did with that zombie match. We're gonna let that go. Oh, yeah. uh, let that go. <laughs> we don't speak about that one. No, <laughs> no, we don't speak about that. Oh man. Overall, uh, I thought it was a good match. Glad to see him as champion, and mm-hmm. we're gonna see how he works. Main lost rise as a champion. Yeah, man. Um, like you, I called this one. I'm excited that uh, Priest got to win his first main roster championship. Um, he definitely this. I think this is a test run for him just to see what he what. I think they want to see where he goes with the fans from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, can he keep their attention? Will they remain invested in him? And and this may catapult him to the main title picture down the line um if this goes well right because then they'll see like okay he's got potential to be that guy because he's got a good look to him he's you know slender and tall um you've seen where he can work with just about anybody of any size for the most part so it's 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 something that uh i'm, I'm happy for him for uh when i look at seamus uh seamus has been killing it literally uh with the whole run, this this has been a good great year for him, match wise, especially with that United States Championship. He took a lot of pride to bring some credibility back to that title. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I hope Damian Priest can elevate the credibility even more from that point. Uh, my problem right now with it is I don't know who's gonna face Damian Priest for this title more because <laughs> their mid card is just shot on raw i don't really know who you can pick and pull you know maybe an aj styles you know if you go that route i think personally aj styles needs to go back to the main event picture but if you want to slowly get him back to the main event picture and you just put him in the mid card for a minute a few priest and then move him on to the main event title picture however you want to do it but um maybe an aj styles uh possibly a ricochet but I don't know, man. It's, I like it's, Ricochet, it's, but I don't want to see Ricochet again because I feel like he would have to lose. He would have to lose. That is the only thing about that. And he needs wins. He needs. He needs to get <laughs> built back up. But um, we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. Another I don't know. This name it's, I would like to throw out there, but he needs wins too. Um, yeah. uh, and my mind is leaving me right now. He just uh lost on Monday Night Raw twice. Uh-oh. Oh man. NXT, big guy. Big guy. Big guy. Oh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee, yes. Yeah, he's another good one. Keith Lee will be another good contender to go against Priest. Um, I would actually can't afford no more losses. I would you know what? Keith Keith Lee, if they put him in a title match with uh Damian Priest, I would save that for like a final reign. Like if you know, like, okay, we're about to have him drop the title, he's done good with it, and we're gonna have him drop it so we can catapult him to the main event scene then let keith lee be the guy to take it from him so that they can do the same with him and get keith lee back but uh first we got to make sure keith lee stays healthy internally because of the situation he came out and let people know about so they're building him back slowly to that that's why he's been kind of losing here and there uh but you know he'll get back um but yeah, I mean, Karrion Cross has been on Raw from what I last remember. I don't really know what's has up it? with that just yet. So maybe, 
he's another guy. Um, you trying to give no spoilers today, but is is that what what's happening here? We gonna find out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they trying been to do. On there. He has they been did on him there. differently than the other ones. Yeah, they let him do a dual shot here. NXT That's true. And That's true. You're right. Roster. We'll we'll see how they play it out, man. I guess tonight will determine if we know he's going to be permanently a, a a member of Raw, and if that's the case, then you can probably catapult him to be a contender against Priest at some point. But he's got to earn it, though. You can't just throw him in there. You know, right. give him wins to earn it. No fifty fifties out here, people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give him a string of wins. Um, Jeff Hardy, I think, would be another good veteran for Damian Priest to face. Um, it would mean Jeff Hardy would have to take the L, but it's cool. He can do it. He he doesn't really need wins. I mean, it's, right. it's, not, he's not Jeff Hardy. Day. Yeah, not in this day. Like, he's Jeff Hardy, you know. So uh, in terms of just giving him a solid match and also putting Priest over as, hey, this is a, a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer that he just beat, you know, for the, you know, for the United States Championship. Boom. Uh, so that's definitely a feud I would love to see down the line. Uh, so they they have some people. We just got to see how they go about this. But, you know, um, overall, physical match. It was hard to get invested because I've seen them go at it before on Raw. And I was a little upset that they decided to give that away for free. Because I'm like, man, you could have saved that for this moment where it was the first time ever. And, you know, they just give you rematches and that's the problem. You know, it was, it was still good, still a good match, still physical, but um, overall right decision. Let's see what priest can do with it from here on out. Seamus, where he goes to next, maybe he goes and fights Bobby Lashley down the line. You know, that would be an interesting feud. You know, I know Seamus is a heel as is Lashley, but you know, maybe you can turn Seamus baby face or something or Something could work a baby face. Yeah. Seamus could work a baby face. Yeah. He's yeah. done it before. He's done it before. You know, I mean, maybe still give him some edge, obviously. Don't make him the baby face you made him way back in the earlier days. No, please, God, no. Uh, <laughs> make, give him give him edge. You know what I'm saying? Give him some edge, but just make him a baby face. You know, just loves the fight kind of guy. But, hey, we'll see how it goes. But um, Moving on from that point, you know, uh, again, that was the United States Championship match. Like I said, we're just going to kind of skim through these as much as possible. Um, so we had another tag team title match, the SmackDown tag team titles, uh, the Usos versus the Mysterios. Uh, honestly, I knew the outcome of this one. I knew the Usos were not losing this as long as Roman Reigns is still champion. Because uh, if not, he they would not have heard the end of this. Uh, and then also it was like, I'm personally tired of seeing the Mysterios and the Usos because they gave us that already. They gave us that at Money in the Bank on a pre-show match, which they should have just saved for this moment. That could have been the first time you had them meet. And then on SmackDown, they just week to weeks kept switching up and giving them one-on-one matches with each other. So I was personally just tired. I was just like, hey, hurry up and get this over with. Let the Usos win. So we can see the next tag team because they don't have many right now, but the next tag team that they can face that feels fresh. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on this, my man? Uh, I don't have much to say on it. It was just a match. I think you just yeah. had to watch, enjoy the storyline between Rey Mysterio and his son. Mm-hmm. That seems to be building up, obviously. But like you said, we we knew who was going to win this one. 
Now, did you did you expect to see a turn tonight? Um, you know, son turning on the father, or did you? What were you expecting? Hold on that for a while, but the fact on SmackDown, I think it was when he interfered in the match, Mm -hmm. causing Rey Mysterio to lose. Mm -hmm. I think that 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 either Rey Mysterio is gonna get upset by that, or we. I I think I could be wrong. I think we might have a father-son type thing eventually, mm-hmm. where you know uh, he turns on dad. Not in real life, yeah. of course, wrestling-wise, but wrestling-wise, <laughs> yeah. Because you know they got to do it in the wrestling world. It happens all the time, you know. Like, come on, you know, we've seen right. brother turn on brother, father turn on son, son yeah. turn on father. It's nothing new, people. It, in the wrestling world, that's how this works. Uh, <laughs> now. I don't know if Dominique's necessarily ready for the solo run, but at right. the same time, he kind of needs it because if you separate him from Ray, I think that gives him an opportunity to work with other people and grow to get better because he has potential. He has um, potential. You know, I personally think he should put a little bit more weight on, you know, put a little bit more yeah. muscle in there. I think he needs to just get in the gym just a little bit more, you know, bulk up a little bit, tone up some, and then just keep working on his arsenal and just working on some of his own signature moves and then, you know, maybe taking some of the ones of your father and innovating them a little bit, maybe taking some from Eddie Guerrero. I saw him do a move set of Eddie Guerrero's, but, you know, kind of take that and maybe, you know, again, reinvent it a little bit, you know, make it your own thing. Uh, and that's why I think the turn is not happening just yet. I think yeah. they're still getting him ready, still getting him mm-hmm. in the ring practice. With, mm-hmm. with dad kind of their coaching this is what he's doing he's just coaching them up mm-hmm. to get better so. come on come on man. <laughs> well unfortunately this is where things are going to get way interesting and probably the most memorable part of this entire show uh <laughs> from one championship match to another championship match which was a championship match that just literally went all over the place. Literally. So quick that it was in the blink of an eye, ladies and gentlemen, because it was all over the place. I'm talking none other than the SmackDown Women's Championship, ladies and gentlemen. I am here to report that we have witnessed a robbery amongst robberies that is probably the all-time amongst robberies of championship wins ladies and gentlemen we witnessed not only a robbery we witnessed a murder and a burial all in three single seconds ladies and gentlemen a burial a funeral and it's a disgrace black twitter is still trying to wrap their heads around this they are still angry they are still highly upset at the fact that the one and the only black queen. Okay, maybe not the only black queen. We still got Sasha, but still. A black queen such as Bianca Belair, the EST, the future of what was supposed to be the future of WWE, took an L in a matter of seconds. But let's just get up to what just, let's just before we even really get into that part, let's just talk about how this... Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about multiple problems in this match alone. So imagine us, you know, we're sitting here. Now, this is what happened to me, Roost. This is this is what happened. We at the theaters, like I said, we were watching this in the theaters. And my little bro Darren, you know, out of Memphis, he sends me a text message with a screenshot from Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. 
And he literally sent me the screenshot saying, he was like, it's confirmed Sasha Banks will not be at SummerSlam tonight. I'm like, oh, so much for that. I guess we're not going to get this match. So then I said to myself, Becky's probably going to come back tonight. If Sasha's not going to be there, Becky will be. Watch. I guarantee you. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. So then here comes this match, and they do the opening package for Sasha and Bianca. So then I got confused because I said, wait, Raj Geary is a credible source in Wrestling Inc. He usually knows what he's talking about. There's no way Sasha's going to be here tonight. So why are they showing us this video package like it's going to happen? They really made us seem like this match was going to happen that night. They had Bianca come out, crowd pops, goes crazy. And then next thing you know, we're thinking, okay, are we going to hear Sasha Banks' music? What's going to happen? Ring announcer gets in the ring. Next thing you know, ladies and gentlemen, Sasha Banks will not be able to compete on tonight. Doesn't give us a reason. They just leave it at that. Therefore, her replacement is going to be none other than pause, dramatic pause, because you know WWE got to give you the dramatic pauses. And I'm thinking, Becky, Becky, we're going to see Becky come out. Carmella! What? Again? For the 50 millionth time? Are you serious? How many times? We... <laughs> exactly. We just saw this Friday. Like, she literally just beat this girl like it was nothing. Why are we seeing this again? And next thing you know, poor Carmella, man. She's one of the ones I really felt sorry for in this. It's like that poor girl had to walk down that long ramp and get booed like crazy from the crowd. Because, boy, they were pissed. That crowd was pissed. <laughs> and they were like, I know you're not going to give us this right now. They were pissed. And that poor girl had to go through all of that. It was like a walk of shame to the ring. You know what I mean? Like nothing against the girl. Beautiful, talented, yet can wrestle. Just nobody cares because you haven't won. You've gotten opportunities you didn't even deserve. You just kept inserting yourself in a match and you kept losing. We knew you weren't going to beat her. So everybody was just like, why would we bother watching something like this on SummerSlam? That's not a SummerSlam match. So she gets in the ring. <laughs> She's standing there. Bianca cuts a promo. This is where it just got real weird because they're standing there for the longest. Bianca's got a look on her face like, I can't believe this. Selling it because I know she had to have known this. Like, this couldn't have been a live surprise. She knew. She had to have known leading up to this pay-per-view that Sasha wasn't going to be there. Now, did she know Becky would come? I don't know. We'll never know. Maybe that'll get revealed some kind of way. But no way Bianca... I think she had to know. I I would hope so, because there's no way that was a real surprise for her, that she had to have known something. And the thing is, so here she is. She cuts a promo saying that she going to get Sasha back at some point. And then she's like, I'm just going to take this out on you. So match is about to start. And then before you know it, again, we were crowd, we were pissed because we're thinking, man, here we go. 
we like, man, we're going to pull out the phones. We are not going to pay this any attention because we do not want to see this again. Next thing you know, Becky Lynch's music suddenly hits. Crowd goes crazy. Really crazy. And it was like, oh, my God, Becky's back. Finally. This is interesting. Comes out. And this, again, this is just where things just got so weird. Because then it was like, she enters the ring. She's there. And she stands there looking at both of these women for a minute before eventually just beating up on poor Carmella, which really was kind of whack because that really didn't even look like a believable beatdown. <laughs> like, she just kind of looked like she didn't even take that serious. Like, I don't, I don't even know what that was. That wasn't even really a beatdown, but just toss poor Carmella aside like she was nothing. And next thing you know, Becky gets in the ring. Again, a lot of awkwardness because they're just standing there looking at each other. Crowd's going crazy. It's like they want to see this. They're chanting Becky. They're happy to see Becky back. She looks great. Wouldn't even have known she had a kid. And grabs the mic, cuts a promo, and decides to say, hey, when you say me and you tear the house down, who would have thought she meant literally in that statement? Because she sure did that. Bell rings. Bianca accepts it. Bell rings. Running around the ring for a minute. Was it? Yep. Just a little bit. You know, like a little warm up, right? Like a little warm up. I mean, this was a quick match. I mean, like a blink of an eye. If you blinked, you literally missed this. I did. And I, I went to the restroom for a second. A slight second. You come back. <laughs> Becky Lynch, one, two, three, does a modified rock bottom on Be- on Bel Air. Let's talk about that. That modified rock bottom it bothered on. me a little bit. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead. We're going to keep it going. Then yeah. they had a name for it already. That wasn't her finishing move. Yeah. <laughs> we go, we, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. No, no. That's just this little modified rock bottom. And next thing you know, one, two, three. Crowd pops. They cheer. And then all of a sudden, it was like they cheered because they just realized what happened. And then they went from cheer to what the heck just happened to straight boo slick on the slick. Because Becky Slick got booed. She slick got booed a little bit towards the end of that. I don't know if you caught that. But she slick got booed once the crowd kind of realized, like, wait a minute. That wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) Like, did that really just happen? Like, dude, so... All I want to know right now is, Stoney, please tell me. I know you got crazy thoughts from when you saw this entire sequence. What are your thoughts on what they just did here? Okay, this might have been my most unfavorable, favorable moment of the night. <laughs> ah, okay. For good reason. I agree. Likewise. Uh, Let's see here. Let's start off. First, I'm thinking we about to get this classic match between Sasha and uh, Bel Air, Bianca mm-hmm. Bel Air. All right, because you know they got to put up gold. WrestleMania was good. Even if we got something similar to WrestleMania, it's gonna be gold. Mm-hmm. You got a background story, knowing Sasha not gonna be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know this. All right, so I'm just thinking we finna <laughs> see Sasha. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. She's probably my one of my top favorite uh, female wrestlers right now. Yeah. Anyways, 
the announcer comes on, we don't see it. I'm like, what do you mean, no Sasha? What, do, what are we going to do here? Mm-hmm. All right. So the rematch I wanted didn't happen. You gave me all other rematches, but the rematch I wanted tonight <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to skip over all the Carmella part because that, that really wasn't needed. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, Becky comes back. I don't have a problem with Becky coming back. I don't have a problem with Becky coming back. I actually don't have a problem with Becky winning it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with her winning in 26 seconds. Come yeah. on, Bianca Belair is more than that, people. More than that. Way and more. Not, a punch and a rock bottom knock, knocked the champion out. Come on, man. I find that hard to believe. After all the battles you don't went through, a punch and a rock bottom knocked you out immediately? Come on. And, oh, and it was the shock factor. No. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I I agree with this because it's like, think about how much of a slap in the face that really was, not just as us being Afri- black people, right? Who, you know, because you know we connect with ours. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, we'll see a white champion, a Hispanic champion, an Asian champion, like, yo, that's what's up, celebrate it, cool. But when we see somebody that look like us with the championship, it's it hit different. Because you like, yo, you know what I'm saying? And then WrestleMania, you saw two black women main event on the first night tear the house down, win an ESPN ESPY. Quite possibly the best match of WrestleMania that, that this year. Exactly. And all of that was for this to happen right here in a matter of seconds. You let your black Women's champion on SmackDown lose that quickly to somebody that I get it when before she left to be a mother, she was top notch, she was on top of the world, she was face of the WWE, she was all kind of things. But just like that, you just up and just give her the title. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't mind her winning. I don't, because I know who she was before she left. Mm-hmm. But give her a little bit of a match, though. Let let Bianca fight. But you know what I really think, though? I think I think um, Becky may not have been ready. That's what a lot of people were saying. Um, word on the street right now is that she was not ready. Um, and my issue, along with a lot of other people I've talked with about this, is that, okay, if she wasn't ready and you knew that, why would you give her the belt right now? You could have easily had her come out. They do a stare down. Why? Why have the match? Set they it do up. A stare down and let yeah. you, let us know that it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Yeah, you know. It could have been a SummerSlam moment. You didn't need yeah. the match. It could just been okay. Sasha didn't come. She came out. We give her intense stare down, and it's like, I want you to know I'm coming for you. Yeah. For me, that actually would have been enough. Because yeah. the fact that Becky Lynch came back was a pop in itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, this is the type of stuff people talk about when they talk about WWE, when they say they, they, they can have a moment of gold and then turn around and shoot themselves right in the foot at the same time. Where you're like, you didn't have to touch that. You could have easily let Becky Lynch come out. The fans would have popped. They would have been like, yo, she's back. She's finally back. We knew she was coming back at some point. She kept teasing the world on social media. We knew 
it was a matter of time. But the fact of the matter is, it was just not a matter of if, but when. And it was SummerSlam. Sasha couldn't make it for legitimate reasons. Word on the street. I was about to say, do we know what these reasons are? So word on the street right now is that it's either COVID related. And there's another little slight rumor that she's pregnant. Either or, if it's the COVID situation, we should see her back in a few weeks. Probably a month tops. That's now that that's where it just gets iffy from there. Because you, you can't know, because just end the you can't just end the uh, the robbery between her and Bianca. You really can't. Now, it's funny because Bianca has a lot of unsettled scores with a lot of people because it's, it's Sasha. She still got something left to settle with Bailey, who's uh, out of commission right now, rehabbing an injury, and and of course now. You got to go after the woman that just came and beat you in like a few seconds for your championship. So there's a lot of scores to be honest. And that's another thing I just don't understand. Like you built her up. You haven't really given her a fair shot with that title. And it's Kofi Kingston all over again, which we forgot to bring up to you guys. This is basically what that brought back up. Just reminded us of what they did to Kofi when he was champion. <laughs> so uh, I'm so hard not to think of it that way, though. But that's what I that's exactly what I feel. Yeah, I mean the black champions, man. I, I'm just, I'm sorry, but so far, and this is just a given fact, all of the black WWE champions, women or men, as of right now, have lost the title in a matter of seconds. And it's crazy because you remember of their reigns right now. The main thing you remember is when they won it. In, in the case of Bianca, it was an amazing main event with Sasha Banks at WrestleMania where they tore the house down. A moment you cannot take away from either woman. Kofi Kingston, WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan, a moment you cannot take away, right? And look at him now. Like, they lost well, in a matter of seconds. See, WWE's defense, they can still get it right with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> we'll talk about that soon uh moving on uh so yeah that's our little rant on that real quick so uh this is where the show began to take a real downhill spiral for a while and i do mean for a while and i think mainly this is because of the outcome of the last match because at this point the crowd was completely just out of it at this point they were so upset about this <laughs> Becky and Bianca situation that they just said, you know what, bump this. We just going to sit here quiet right now. We don't care about nothing else right now. We don't care about nothing else because y'all really just made us mad with this. Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Match lasted about four minutes, I believe. Jinder's goons were banned from ringside, so Stoney. I know they're good friends in real life. They have history. What did you think about this? Okay, first off, I don't like how they tried to bring it up, bring back the fact that they were friends in 3MB or whatever it was they were in. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah. Who knows him better than – Jinder Mahal knows him better than anybody. Okay. But we all knew Jinder wasn't going to win. 
<laughs> now, if WWE wanted to shock me, could have let him win, but we knew it wasn't going to happen. And second mm-hmm. off, Drew McIntyre, um, I think this is one of those filler matches. You had to put it in there. I mean, you probably should have put, to me, you could have put this one actually on the pre-show and put Big E and uh, Corbin. Oh, Corbin. Yeah. Match, I that's agree. Storyline, but back to Drew McIntyre. Um, it's just a match that had to happen. I just don't know if they had anything for Drew after he lost the title. Mm-hmm. So they just threw him into this. You know, this may sound like a step backwards, but maybe even a Drew McIntyre, you could probably feud him with Damian Priest. That'd be a good way to elevate Damian Priest. Absolutely. You know? That's a good thought. Down the line, you don't have to do it right now. Don't rush it, WWE, because we know how y'all like to do that. Don't rush that right now. But well, you know, you're gonna let, probably let, get Jinder Mahal right now. No, I'm just hey, well, yeah, no, um, believe it or not, he probably end up. He probably will end up being. Now that I think about it, they probably will make him a contender uh, for for you know Priest in that U.S. title. He he might be a guy. So I mean, you know, but Drew, if they have nothing else to do with him, I mean, have him be the guy to kind of build up the mid card a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't have to lose all the time because he's still Drew. He's still got an untouchable factor to him of protection. But I think with a guy like Damian Priest who's on the uprise, possibly even Keith Lee if you want, Karrion Cross if you want, um, just some of these core peoples use Drew to kind of build them up, you know, you know, not necessarily 50-50 booking. If there's somebody that he has to go over, let him go over. But if there's somebody that he can put over, catapult them it makes for a better main event picture but then it also makes for a solid mid card too solid but, mid card good fights i think actually with that carry and cross move you could make a very good rubber match mm-hmm. a feud between them two yeah you really could be hard hitting they both were very strong so i agree i agree so I'm not going to lie, man. I didn't pay this match really much of any attention because I was laughing at the fact that <laughs> both Daryl and my boy Josh purposely went to sleep on this match. <laughs> I couldn't help but just laugh Right at before it. we got on, I saw your video and I was yeah. laughing. I was even like, Ooze, you sleep? Y'all sleep? I'm like, you sleep, Ooze? And I realized, I'm like, man, they, they not feeling this one, bro. They, they, they knew like, yep, this is the part of the show where I go to sleep for a bit. And it didn't get any better because right after this, we had yet another match that nobody cared about. A triple threat match between for the Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and of course, Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. I can tell by the look on your face, Tony. That means <laughs> you had something to say about this, sir. So, uh, I give you reins, man. What did you think? Start the Queens on top again for the millionth time. What you got to say, brother? Hey, you didn't build the Queen up to like this part of where she can't lose. <laughs> That's the problem. She has lost, though. <laughs> like, she'll get the title. And but she lose loses it. on purpose to gain it back. I guess Ric Flair did the same thing, but she gained it. But Ric Flair had pauses in between, though, to me. This is true. This is true. But. Okay, here's my thing. I felt Rhea Ripley should have won. 
I feel like Rhea Ripley should have never lost the title in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, no one cared about the match, but they actually put on a decent match. But no one cared about the match. Yeah, from from what I saw about it, it actually was a pretty cool little match. Um, to my understanding, it was a pretty cool match, but it just didn't do anything uh, for anybody. And and I think mostly at the end of the day, where that comes from is one, nobody cares for Nikki Ash in terms of the, this this gimmick does not do it. It's not it. It's almost a superhero ripping off the hurricane thing. It just don't work. <laughs> it, it does not work. So that's where I'm at with that. If you're going to go with Nikki Ash as this character, mm-hmm. and you're going to go with Alexa Bliss as her character, mm-hmm. then, okay, I can I can deal with good versus evil type idea. I mean, they've worked with each other in the past, mm-hmm. and they never really got settled. Mm-hmm. But when they threw Nikki Ash into the, when she won money in the bank, come on, man. I, like, all the people who could have won, she won. She won. Yeah. And then she goes in and wins the title. Yeah. I'll put it like this, though. Nikki, she got her world title. You can never take that away from her. I don't know if she'll ever get it again, but she got it. You, you can never take that away from her. Yeah. <laughs> Is it memorable? Probably not, ladies and gentlemen, but it is what it is. It's memorable for her. So for that, you know, it's memorable memorable moment for her, but uh, for us... This match? This match makes me wonder, all right, what's next for Charlotte? Yeah. Who's next? Because there is no one, and that's the problem. Because what are we going to get? Rhea again? How many it's times awesome. have we seen those two go at it? We're, we're tired of that one. So you got to find, and you have nobody, you know, you have nobody on Raw. I feel bad, especially now, given that Becky, who was last seen on Raw, is now on SmackDown, apparently. So they just said bye to every woman on Raw. Asuka, I don't know where she is right now. I'm guessing she's just resting or just at home you know i don't know what her contract situation is right now i don't know if she's just about at that point where she's about done with wwe right now or if she's just at home rest i don't know uh to my understanding i was told she lives in las vegas i was told you could have had her go against bianca belair in like a nice little you know scrimmage or something you know, that would have been good. Would have been a good one, something different, but they didn't give us that. So uh that means that's pretty much that. You know, uh so with Charlotte, I don't know. We're gonna find out. It ain't looking good for Raw. Cause if you was tired of Charlotte before, you darn sure gonna be tired of Charlotte Flair <laughs> now. Cause there's a great nobody. wrestler. I'm just tired of her. Yeah. I can't take away her talent. She is probably, I'm not going to say number one, but she, out of all female wrestlers, she's probably in the top three as far as talent-wise. Yeah, man. Um, don't know what to do. I mean, I, she's, she's, she's got talent, but like you said, people are just, they're just tired of her. They're tired of this. trying to make her too much like her dad. Mm. 
two-time yeah. champion. Yeah, that's that's not going to work. That is not going to work. But, hey, you know, uh, it is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlotte is – she's your champ yet again. So, moving on, um, <laughs> we have – this is where things began to pick back up just a little bit at that point. Finally, a match that people cared about. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about none other than Edge versus Seth Rollins. Now, opening up into this match, we had a cool moment, ladies and gentlemen. We had Edge bring you two separate entrances. I didn't expect that, but he gave you the brood version of his entrance, which was a great nostalgic type of thing. You know, it, it really set people back, didn't it? It took people back to the basics of the Attitude Era. You know, I loved it. The flames coming out from underground had the glasses music. and the trench cut. Yeah, with the music. Hey, the root music is classic. It's classic. All you needed was Gangrel to come out there with him and had a little cup of blood just to go. Absolutely. You could have had him. You know what I'm saying? You could have had him cameo for that moment. Just come out there laughing. <laughs> You know, that one good time, and then and then you could have sent them on his way, you know. But yeah, he was back, so that was a cool mark out moment for the fans. The fans went crazy, we went crazy at home. And uh, after the fact, next thing you know, he stopped mid motion and was like, All right, enough of this, back to my stuff on this day, you know. And then it was just like, Okay. Yeah, you know, like so. Uh, that was kind of sad. I like the brood music. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, you mean to tell me I'm not gonna hear my my favorite uh, lines in the song? On this day, I see clearly. I'm yeah. not, I'm not hear that tonight. <laughs> and then when he stopped and it came on, I was like, that's my boy. There it is. Yeah, he was like, all right, I'm, enough of the brood and the nostalgia. I'm gonna give y'all the real edge, the rated R edge, and so. He came out, he did his thing, but he's a genius, man. Edge Edge knew what he was doing with that one. So props to him giving y'all two different entrances like that. Um, but what did you think about this match with him and Seth Rollins, man? Was it everything that you expected going into this feud? Um, can I can I go on a limb here and say this was the best match of the night? Absolutely. I I I you know what? Some may argue with you on that, and they may try to say. John Cena, Roman Reigns, but this match was definitely, in my opinion, I agree with you. This was definitely by far, as I expected, this was match of the night. Very I, I personally, match. yeah, told and, you, and and, and kind of had you on your edge, on the edge of your seat, kind of like, are they gonna let Edge win? I mean, mm-hmm. technically, he's a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. or are they gonna let Seth Rollins win because he's the new guy in? Or not new, I mean, but you know, he's the in the talent that's in right now. Right. So is Edge putting him over, or is Edge still around? Type deal. You know, it's funny because when we did our prediction episode, I for one actually saw Edge winning this. I just had that gut feeling about it because we were like, Seth needed the win, but I felt like Edge was going to get it because a we saw him lose that Money in the Bank. We saw him lose um, at WrestleMania. So you knew, like, okay, he has to get another win. Even though he's a veteran, and he doesn't necessarily need wins, you know. But 
I looked at the revenge factor and how they were telling the story of what happened back in 2014. I was like, yeah, Edge is going to get this win. He's going to get his revenge, right? You know, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins kind of had a lot of offense on Edge in the buildup of this. So it kind of made sense. But they they did do a good job letting you know, like, we don't know which this could go either way. So they did leave the opportunity for a possible rematch going down the line. I uh, think so too. You think I so? Think we might get this later on. Maybe towards the very end of Edge's career. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. They did a good they had chemistry with each other. They did, man. And they I agree with you for uh the fact that Edge needed this win. Mm-hmm. Seth can continue to lose because at any moment we know Seth can take over. Because mm-hmm. at any moment, Seth can just come in and lose it and just. I'm going to give my thoughts on that later when we talk <laughs> about Roman. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm just going to say this match was very good. I love the whole fact how Seth was coming in and it was like, if I hit you with that curb stump, it's over. It's over. But Edge, every single time, found a way out. Every time <laughs> he found a way out. He found a way out indeed, man, and he, he did his thing, man. So, uh, again, shout out to both of these gentlemen putting together um, a, a match, you know, that I don't know if we can you, – you probably would almost have to go back to label this a classic. You'd have to go back and watch this because the show at this point felt like such a drag because of – it seemed like the Bianca decision – just sucked the air out of most of everybody. So even with this match, the fans still had a hard time trying to really, they got into it as it really picked up, but it still took a while Mm -hmm. um, because it was like, they were still just the Jinder Mahal and and, and Drew thing. And then of course the Charlotte and triple threat match, like it just, it just didn't do it for the crowd. They were like, still stuck up on that decision that they did Bianca dirty. And this match was like, cool. But at this point it was already getting late. We still had two matches to go. So you're thinking once this match ended, okay, we're getting closer to the end here. Then we get Shinsuke Nakamura randomly. Hold on before we get into that. It's getting late already. I'm looking at the clock like, this pay-per-view is not ending at 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You thought, like, by now this should be over, right? Like, shouldn't this be over? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Still got a whole other hour of this with only two matches left on the card. So you're like, <laughs> you're looking at this and you're like, how do we only have two matches left? And it's only 11? Like, this should be over. <laughs> the, the show started at 8. What the heck? But nope. They kept on riding the wave. So we get segments where we had a a random filler for whatever reason with Nakamura. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. <laughs> Please tell the people what, you what why. was okay. this song now, look, about? I like Nakamura because I listen to that song all day long. Yeah. And I like the guitar player too. Uh, oh, Rick, Boogs. Rick yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like him too. He he played that guitar. If yeah. it's real, I don't know if he's really playing it or if that's the music. Oh, he is. He's <laughs> playing it. Yeah, he plays it. He plays it for real. So that's him okay. really playing that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But uh, you know what I really think that was supposed to happen? What's that? 
I think Cardi B was supposed to perform at SummerSlam. Couldn't do it because she got pregnant. She got pregnant. You know what? I do remember they mentioned something about that where I think that was the only reason why that song ended up being the theme overall for SummerSlam. Because she was supposed to, I do believe I heard that rumor where she was supposed to come and perform that song live. Now, I can only imagine what that probably would have been like performing that live. Good Lord. They they might want to count their blessings on the fact that she was pregnant. Because knowing Cardi, shoot, man, listen. Y'all wouldn't have wanted her to perform that live at WrestleMania. I guarantee you. Not a family event anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't PG, baby. Because she sure ain't PG. And I'm going to tell you right now, you would have got some stuff. Especially with the, have you seen the lyrics to that song? Yeah. Okay, I'm then. I'm a DJ now. And I'm oh, a clean yeah. DJ at that. You know how long it took me to clean that song up? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My point exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. If you're a Cardi B fan, no knock against you. I'm just saying for a WWE event, SummerSlam, that's supposedly still in a PG era, if you had her performing at that event, you wouldn't have got PG with that song. Ain't no way. Not one bit. She would have definitely, you know, Cardi keep it real. Y'all know how she do. But it was a blessing in disguise that she was pregnant. But I didn't think about that. So that that's a good one. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Probably because it just didn't hit me and resonate. But that, that makes sense. Now, talk about this other filler that just happened just before we got to the two title matches. Because, need I mind you, we still had two matches, which were the two title matches. And yet, we got this random filler of Johnny Drip Drip. The dripstick. And Miz with this truck that they pull into trying to reveal this new Dripstick 2000, I think they called it or something. I don't know, something like that. And it gets hijacked by none other than New Day's own Xavier Woods, who came out with an interesting uh, Razor Ramon cosplay. If you will. Very random, by the way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, where did Xavier Woods come from? Yeah, I, he just came out. But basically, this was a segment that the fans were not over for. I don't care. I'm a Johnny fan, so I'm all for it. <laughs> the fans, the fans were way dead for this. Uh, they did not find it funny. They did not find, and I feel like they did this because, again, the show ended up being four hours longer than four hours, especially if you count the pre-show for that matter. So, include the kickoff. That's about five hours we're talking here. You've been out there that long, and. By now, you tired. you like, man, can we get these last two matches over with so we can go home? You know, like, I think I was trying to give everybody a chance on the show, too. Yeah, they do that from time to time with these bigger shows, I noticed. And that's where you're just like, come on, man. Come on. Don't do that now. Can you know? I say that they knew, Xavier Woods knew that this was probably too much? Because in the middle, as he was using the Dripstick 2000 on mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. and Johnny Drip Drip was selling it. He said, come on, man, get out the ring. We got two matches left. I don't know if you heard him. <laughs> Xavier Woods said, come on, man, get out the ring. We got two matches left. 
Yeah, I think I, I, I kind of chuckled because I was like, so you know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah, like I said, it was very random and just something people didn't care for. I like Xavier Woods. I like, I like, you know, the New Day, but that was uncalled for. It was, it was just unnecessary. But all in all, speaking of unnecessary, this leads to our second to last match of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking none other than a match with a man they call Old Bird. Yes, I oh, said Old Bird. Man. Oh, man. Oh, believe me, I know. I know. I like Goldberg just as much as the next man. But these days, it's just like, imagine Michael Jordan, okay, coming back, trying to just prove that he's still the greatest when he doesn't have to prove this. Can you imagine him just, you know, oh, all this LeBron talk. Okay, let me let me lace him up one more time and just go out there and show y'all that, remind y'all that I'm here, there, this. Can you imagine Jordan just, I'm going to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers and I'm going to take over because I'm Jordan. I'm going to take over. I'm going to hit the game-winning shot. I'm going to get in their face, even though I'm like 60 years old. You know, well, Jordan, I don't know if you are 60 years old. So if you're not, sorry, my bad. Here's this, but still, I'm just saying, okay, hypothetically here, you get my drift. It's not nothing personal against you, Goldberg, even though some other fans might say otherwise, because they they about saying F you at this point. Uh, I, from what I'm, some of these fans are saying F Goldberg at this point. But me, I like Goldberg. I do. I do. I, 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 do I just don't I like this. I think you used him sporadically in mm-hmm. different situations. This wasn't it. Yeah, no, this 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 was not it. it it's it's kind of funny because we'll get into what we saw with the main event, where it's funny because with what you got, you're telling me we could have got Bobby Lashley versus a certain someone. Exactly. But we didn't get that because you decided to give us Goldberg. And yet that same certain someone shows up. <laughs> you to your know? point, I would have switched those roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because honestly, I'm okay with Roman versus Goldberg for with that we never got. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't want no full long match. I don't want no long match. But I, I am interested in seeing the spear versus the spear. You might be the first person I've ever heard say that. I don't I don't, don't want to see I don't want to see no 4 minute match. I'm okay with the 2 minute match. Spear versus spear. <laughs> and let Roman go off on top. Let Roman go out on top now. Uh, let that be known. I'm a huge Goldberg fan. One of my favorite wrestlers coming up. Mm-hmm. But right now he's not the one coming out on top. But let's get yeah. back to I'm uh, I'm going to get to that later. We'll get to that, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. Lashley comes out. Goldberg gets, he's waiting, he's waiting. Goldberg finally comes out. You hear the music, and I'm sorry, but absolutely positively nobody, and I do mean nobody, was chanting, Goldberg. Goldberg. Which is that? Not one person. 
<laughs> not one person was chanting for Goldberg throughout this entire entrance. Can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. With that being said, were you thinking to yourself, is this possibly Goldberg's last? I was wishing it was Goldberg's last, but unfortunately, he keeps signing on for another match. We just found out WWE Crown Jewel, you know, sweet Saudi money, aka the shine of time out there in Saudi Arabia is back, ladies and gentlemen. It's back. Crown Jewel's back, and it will be coming to us in October, unfortunately, which means. Goldberg's going to be back. And God forbid they're going to try to do this rematch again. Why rematch, y'all say? Let's get into that before we get into this whole. So, nobody chance for Goldberg. You saw a few little people here and there. The camera tried to pan it to make it seem like somebody out there was chanting it. When in actuality, out of those 51,000, probably about 5 to 10% of people (laughs) were chanting for Goldberg, if that. You could clear cut see nobody cared. He came out. Oh yeah, they did. He came out, did a stiff, and here's something we didn't touch on because this is where they just lost me. This entire night, minus Edge's entrance with the brood because there was some fire there, but for whatever reason, this entire night, there was absolutely positively no pyro. I know why, but still, like, why? Straight smoke. That's it. It was just straight smoke. It's because of the way they set up the uh, the entrance. Quite but. possibly, but it's just it's it's weird because when Goldberg came out, everybody knows that one of the main things that makes Goldberg Goldberg and why people care about Goldberg half the time is that entrance coming through that pyro, you know, breathing, breathing in, the, in you know, and it out, and it out. This man come out with nothing but smoke. And it's kind of funny because it's a testament, really, because it's almost like ironic if you think about it. No one's brought this thought up. So, hey, life's a botch. Clip this right now. Go ahead and clip it. All my peoples out there, clip this. Goldberg comes out smoke. Nothing but smoke. You know why? Because that's all he breathes now when he doesn't match. Nothing but old smoke. Okay? So just imagine. You saw nothing but smoke, and it was because that's all Goldberg's worth right about now. Nothing but smoke. Old-fashioned smoke that nobody cares about. So, yeah, there's your clip to put all over social media if you would like. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Mic drop. But, yes, Goldberg came out. And, uh, yeah, who's to say when this match started, it definitely surprised me because I thought, are they really trying to make this like a, a match to care about? They actually did moves in this. You saw body slams. You saw shoulder tackles. You saw freaking, you know, locks, lock holds. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I, I got to say this. There was one move that Goldberg did that I said, wow. Okay, they tried to make this a match. They did. Mm-hmm. When he threw Bobby Lashley off the top rope, and Bobby Lashley had this weird fall, and I was like, ooh, was that a mistake? But it still looked cool. That was most definitely a mistake that darn near killed Bobby Lashley. And it's more reasons (laughs) that did not help Goldberg's case at all, ladies and gentlemen. It did not. He dang near killed poor Bobby Lashley. 
And thank goodness the man is all right. And it's not the first time he's almost killed somebody because he almost killed The Undertaker, too. <laughs> and Lord Jesus, doggone forbid, he almost killed The Fiend. So, I mean, literally. So, <laughs> so actually, no, he killed The Fiend figuratively, and he almost killed him literally. So, yeah, Goldberg, I love you, man, but you got to stop, man. Enough's enough. You don't need the money. You a legend. You should be straight. You don't need it. But it is what it is. Uh, no, so, yeah. I don't, I don't want my lasting... Me- okay. When I think of Goldberg right now, I'm thinking about 173-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the guy who jackhammered the big show. Mm-hmm. I'm, right now, you, you're killing my nostalgia of Goldberg and I don't know if I want to remember Goldberg like this. Yeah. I think after the Brock Lesnar feud it should have been what it was. Let yeah. it be. Should have stopped it. Yeah. Because I mean at this point you can't have Goldberg beat Bobby Lashley. You can't. You can't. I agree. I, I <sighs> I'm not sure you can have Goldberg beat anybody on the roster right now. See, and this is WWE's problem as of right now because they keep relying on guys like Goldberg, like John Cena, like Brock Lesnar, who we'll get into. Uh, all of these Becky Lynch's, the Charlotte Flair's, the, they're, they're relying on these people that, yes, they're draws because they're mainstream names that you would know, regardless of how often you watch wrestling or not. They're the people you see on a commercial or on a billboard or this and that but you can build other stars up to be to that level, but you're not giving them a chance because you keep burying them and bringing in these older people. What are you going to do when Goldberg can't walk anymore? When Cena can't wrestle anymore? When all of these people, you know, what are are you going to do? You know, you can't keep calling on the same people, man. What are you going to do when The Rock is like, I'm done, done? Because he's definitely done, done when they try to get, they're trying to get him one more time. I, I will accept. I, okay, with that, since you brought up him, I will accept one more time, but it's got to be against Roman. It's got to be. Well, I'm going to talk be. about Roman later because I got something big to say about him. <laughs> We're going to get into it. Y'all not going to like about Roman. Or some Uh-oh. of y'all not going to Some like of y'all. But... Uh-oh. We're going to get into that. We almost there. So, as all far in as all. Goldberg, though, can I just say this? Yeah, say it, brother. Am I supposed to believe this whole hit in the back of the knee, which he sold terribly? (laughs) I forgot about that part. Yeah, hold on. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know this is Life's a Botch, right? This is Life's a Botch. So y'all know. Here's another clip for you. Here's another clip. (laughs) Imagine for a second, you in the ring. An MVP, Poe MVP, Jesus Christ. Poe MVP, he tried. He tried his best to make this memorable. And he made it memorable for the wrong reasons. Imagine you big buff mighty Goldberg and you there. I, your, your eyes is focused on Lashley, your opponent in the ring, but you seem to forget that he has a manager right there who's going to interfere Hits you with a cane in the back of your calf. Well, not even your calf, right in the back of your leg. And you're supposed to sell it. You're supposed to be like, oh, snap. 
This man literally delayed this like a like a WWE 2K20 game. Straight up glitched to where it was like he got hit, stood there for a minute, looked like, oh, snap, was that supposed to hurt? And he's like, oh, wait a minute, it is supposed to, ow, ow, ow. Like, like bruh. And the replay did it no justice. Because if you went and you saw the replay, it did the same thing. And oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Y'all, this is life's a botch. It's stuff like that. That's exactly why I created this show. <laughs> because when you see stuff like that, that's why I say, ladies and gentlemen, life is definitely a botch. No matter how you mess up, no matter what you do, even if you get hit by a cane in the leg and you forget that you're supposed to sell it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly why I created this show to remind you, life's going to do you that way. But it ain't about how you botched, why you botched. You just got to accept that you botched and move on. Because that's exactly what Bill Goldberg certainly did. Exactly what he did. Because, I mean, at that point, it's like he just tried to make up for that by selling this knee thing. Because after that, the rest of the match just went with Lashley basically attacking the knee, the same knee that MVP hit. And he I got to go back that. and watch this. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta go back and watch it, but I really believe I could be wrong. Don't, 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 don't quote me on this, but I feel like Goldberg switch knees. It's quite possible. I'm gonna have to look and see. Now you you got me one. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this match, unfortunately. But yes, I am gonna have to go back and see because he might have switch knees. You're right because people will do that. They'll be like, oh, I forgot it was this knee. It was, but he did sell a knee. It took a minute for him to realize, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to sell. Ouch, ouch, ouch. But he sold a leg injury to the point where I really, I know we were all sitting there in the theater. We were like, is he legitimately hurt? Because we were really, you know, this this is Goldberg we talking about. The man's old, and he's darn near killed himself and his opponent in the ring multiple occasions. So we're thinking, okay, Maybe he about legitimately hurt himself because he shouldn't be here in the first place. And he probably about darn near hurt his leg for real. That's what I was kind of thinking that. Or were we? was this the end? Was this Bobby? Le- I know it's not because he's coming back in October. At the time, I was thinking, is this how we're going to end Goldberg's career? <laughs> With a knee injury? I'm then that's you. really going to give back to old bird like <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah i mean it just it was one of those things we were just looking at this like oh my god this is this is it's just this is just pathetic at this point <laughs> and it's just yeah. and, and so yeah, don't talk about the sun out of nowhere oh, oh we, we're gonna get to that one because <laughs> so goldberg basically you know at this point he's selling this knee he gets he, he can't he can't get up all right i'm sorry I didn't realize it was this bad till now. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad this match was till now. I told you, brother. This is, this is the most memorable match of the night for the wrong reasons, in my opinion. Out of all of these matches, you had Bobby Lashley as the biggest baby face of the night. Okay? Of the night. Did you hear that crowd cheer him? Every time he did something to go for him, he the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's a problem. 
that's a problem, okay? So this man literally was just there, and he was like, oh. man, so Goldberg couldn't get up. He's selling the heck out of this knee injury, and it just got to the point where, at this point, you just knew, okay, I thought Lashley was just going to set him up for a spear, maybe pick him up for a dominator, something to end this. But instead, they just had to find a way to, I guess, protect Goldberg. I mean, he technically still lost. So that is another loss for his record, <laughs> you know, as of late. Because he lost to McIntyre, and, and he lost to – who else did he lose to? It was McIntyre, and it was somebody else before that. He's already lost a few times as it is. Technically, he lost to Undertaker, too. He did. This is true. So that's why I'm like – it's to the point where it's like, okay, you lost to all of these people already as it is. And now I'm supposed to believe – that you technically lost tonight, but was this supposed to be in a way to protect you? Because then you couldn't get up. They stopped the match. Uh, a lot of people didn't like this outcome. I mean, I was happy that Lashley just won the match. I wanted it to be a little bit more dominant than that, but I mean, hey, I'll take it how I take it. If that's how they wanted to do it, where it protects Goldberg a little bit, even though you don't need to, just put the man over for crying out loud. But hey, he lost. And then all of a sudden, Lashley starts attacking Goldberg with the chair. Starts banging on the knee. Goldberg's actually selling, ladies and gentlemen. He learned from the first mistake. (laughs) So now WWE has some blemishes on their part because they forgot to mic the chair up a few times when he got hit. But hey, you know, it was was just a, a night worth of botches in this match. But still, Lashley's attacking Goldberg with his chair. I'm thinking somebody was going to come out, but I, it, I this is where I thought it would have been a Brock Lesnar or somebody. This is what I was thinking. Like, okay, somebody's going to come out, challenge Lashley, and it's going to set off a big stare-off for their next big pay-per-view. But, lo and behold, of all people to come out, it's his freaking son. Somebody his sophomore, <laughs> his sophomore in high school son, Gabe, ladies and gentlemen, comes out and attacks Bobby Lashley for whatever reason. What made you think you could attack that muscle of a man knowing that you are a skinny 15-year-old sophomore? I don't know what made you think you could do that. But hey, to each his own. Lashley reflexed. He, he reacted. He didn't know it was him. He just reacted. It was a reflex. Took him, put him in a full Nelson. That boy passed out in seconds. <laughs> Poor boy didn't stand a chance. He was knocked out colder than ice. Boy, it was like, oh, man. And WWE took F them kids to a whole new level. Because it was like, what what millennium? What millennials? <laughs> they said, what millennials? Nah, son, you getting this work. And that was that. Laid out on the floor. You're the big boy games now. You oh, yeah, you in the big. You jumped up in here. You finna get this work. Now... <laughs> What I found, this is what I really just found super hilarious and yet Come so stupid. It. I know you're about to bring it up. Come on with it. <laughs> this happens, and then you got MVP over there stopping this. Like, whoa, wait a minute. You're taking this too far. That's his son. Chill out, Lashley. Right? So here he is looking nervous. And this is kind of like, it kind of made me think of like, oh, my God. Like, you know how you, uh, okay, the Players Club. That's what this made me think of. You remember it? You remember the Players Club? I'm sure you've seen this, Tony. Yeah. You remember that scene in the Players Club when old girl got raped, 
right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Old girl get raped by old boy that ended up being old girl's little brother. I think that was his little her little brother, right? Like something like that. Like her little brother. And she comes in. This is MVP. The moment he saw what Lashley did to Goldberg's son. She comes in. And she's like, what did you do? What did you do? Freaking out. And they just like, let's go. We got to go. We got to go. Leave. Right? That was MVP when it came. So Lashley, because he saw what Lashley did, and it's like, what did you do? No, you can't do this. You can't. You gonna make this man more angry? And and I'm sorry, we gotta give MVP. We gotta give MVP actor of the night for that one, man. Man, I'm telling you, he show. But see, you can't do that. You gonna get kicked off a TV? (laughs) The crazy thing is, though, he shot himself in the foot. Because this fool grabs the mic. Why he asked for the mic? I don't know if he just didn't realize, hey, you know, this is a microphone, right? You know Goldberg's right there. <laughs> He's going to hear you. And this man says, for the record, we did not know that that was Goldberg's son. Next thing you know, Goldberg's like, what? Huh? Excuse me? The knee is miraculously <laughs> better. <laughs> miraculously okay, better. let's talk about that. The knee miraculously got better. <laughs> this man sees Goldberg. Goldberg sees his son on the ground, instantly like a cub and a tiger to a cub. I mean, just straight up. Oh, oh, my son, my son! And then next thing you hear him say, "I'm gonna kill you!" <laughs> and they're like, and then that's you know, you're just like, "Oh Lord, they still gonna continue with this feud? It's not over. We got to deal with this again. Why?" Why, Lord? Couldn't we just have this as a one-off? Why are you giving us this again? And so you now, know why? That's Saudi Arabia money. That's Saudi Arabian money, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, at the signs of time, we're going to see it yet again. Unfortunately, Bill Oldberg versus Bobby Lashley. You know what? You need to get uh, uh, you need to get that uh part of that song on there every time you talk about Crown Jewel. Play it right <laughs> in that Buster Rob song. We get a rap money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, because I'm just like, well, that's all she wrote. Uh, so yeah, that was Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I ain't gonna be too excited to see Crown Jewel. I don't know about y'all, but um. Hey, we don't know what else is going to happen on Crown Jewel. So, I don't know. Based off the current history of Goldberg when he goes out there, after what he did to The Fiend. <laughs> and the Because <Undertaker>. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that was a, uh, it was Crown Jewel, but it was uh, it was in Saudi Arabia when he fought The Undertaker, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, Undertaker went over, as expected, but it's just darn near killed Undertaker, and that match was not great. So it really did no favors to The Undertaker or Goldberg. It made them both look bad. And that's the part that was just like, God, man, you just hurt the legacy of two legends, man. Why? But uh, so, yeah. Now, moving on to the main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking none other than the tribal chief. Roman Reigns. Knowledge him. Going one-on-one 
with the man who was the face that ran the place for many, many years and decades. The one and the only Super Mario John Cena. <laughs> yes, I say Super Mario because somewhere, somehow, on this day, Nintendo is secretly awaiting to send that serving letter to the WWE saying, ha, 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 ha. you thought you were going to get away with that, huh? Nope. You owe us copyright infringement, sir. Thank you, Vince. Because Nintendo so don't play about that money. So I'm just going to let you know now, Vince, I show hope. For your sake, you got approval for that one. But anyways. Knowing, knowing John, he might be coming up with a movie about Super Mario. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, either way it goes, it was a cool little shirt. Interesting little graphic they did there, but uh, yeah, you know, the 16 titles on the back, yeah, yeah. kind of made you feel like he could get the 17th title tonight. Is it going oh, to yeah. Was he gonna play as Ric Flair tonight? Oh, yeah, they swerved y'all real good with that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> they really tried to make you, you know, the sad part about this is the real sad part is they actually tried to swerve y'all and make y'all think Cena stood a chance in this match. In terms of the fact that it was like, first of all, if you didn't just make the stupid stipulation on SmackDown saying, with Roman, if I lose, I leave in WWE. Well, we know now you're not losing because you ain't leaving WWE. You, you basically the best thing they have right now. Right now. So, <laughs> so that's not going to happen, which means it's like, well, why are we watching this main event? Thanks, guys, you know, but we're going to watch it anyway because you kept us here this long and it's finally here. By this point, it's already 1140 by the time both of these men have done their entrances. So, yeah, 20 minutes away from midnight at this point. <laughs> what are you saying right now, Stoney, the moment you looked at that watch and said, man. First of the intro, let's talk about, I love his intro, Roman's intro, I love it, but it's long. <laughs> <laughs> it's long, 10 minutes in itself. Mm -hmm. Then he walked out there with the Usos and had to send them back. Mm -hmm. But I'm sitting here thinking, well, we're going into 1230 at least. Hmm. So, at least. So... That, being that it was the match that it was, I was ready to stand up and stay up and watch this. Okay, so main event, big fight, Phil. What are your thoughts on what were you thinking when you saw this match? What did it do for you? Um, I was thinking basically, okay, we got big match, John. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like it gives me a little bit of the feel of The Rock versus Cena. Kind of. Not quite there yet, but Roman being the guy, which I'm going to make a huge statement once we finish talking about this, Roman being the guy right now, I was just like, let's see what's going to happen. Now, I agree. There's no way Cena wins this match. I know that. Mm -hmm. But I like how they how they played into the fact that he could win. He could be the 17-time world champion. He could be the greatest wrestler that we've ever known. I don't agree with that at all. But that's what he could be. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm and I'm you, also thinking Roman's got to win this 
Roman wins this here, mm-hmm. then Roman is the guy. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Roman Roman is at, at a level of untouchable right now. And he's just running through everyone. Legend, up and comer, doesn't matter. He's running he through said, them all. I'm trying to count it up, but they said he's beat 10 Hall of Famers. Sounds about right. He beat Ray Mysterio. Ray's a Hall of Famer already. I mean, he's everything, but I mean, he, he you you know <laughs> if he isn't officially, he, he will be. I know that, be. but I mean, we know that Ray Mysterio is a solidified Hall of Famer. It's a it's a no brainer, right? Right. Um, let's see. Beat John Cena, right? As we saw tonight, uh, he's beaten the Undertaker. Absolutely. Technically speaking, he's beaten Brock Lesnar. Right. I think. Yeah, I do believe. I'm, I think he beat him once. I think he beat him once. Yeah, I think he did beat him once or something like that. I know they had they a match playing around with us. Yeah, they really did. But he did beat Brock Lesnar. Um. Jeez, man. Ten Hall of Famers? I'm trying to think of who else. I had to go back and look at, Uh, well, no, Edge. he beat Edge. He beat Daniel Bryan, who, he, well, that's the subject no, 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 we'll no, talk no, about no, no, a little no, no. later. That's what I want to bring up, okay? <laughs> I do want to bring this up, all right? I'm no, I am no shape, form, or fashion a huge Daniel Bryan fan, but let's be like this. Daniel Bryan technically beat Roman Reigns. I, I feel like you... <sighs> Did he really? You sure? He beat him, man. The ref was out. He beat him. He had him in that lock, and Roman Reigns tapped. That is the only fall <laughs> that I have with Roman Reigns right now. He tapped. Technically, technically, so, Edge, if you're going to go. is on the top of the food chain right now. If you're going to go that route, technically, Edge beat him. But there was no one around. If the ref ain't around, it don't count. <laughs> so, therefore... I have to disagree with you, Mr. Stoney. He's beating <laughs> Daniel Bryan, future Hall of Famer, Edge, current Hall of Famer. So, all in all, yeah, it's about close enough. He's beating quite a few Hall of Famers. I mean, he's very well getting very close to God level in terms of uh, just whoever is the person to beat him in the future. I don't know who the heck that will be, but whoever beats him in the future, it's going to put them over big time. I'm going to save my scenario at the end. I'm telling you, I got some news for y'all. I see you. I, I see you. I see what you're doing. People. I see what you're doing. <laughs> now, um, real quick, like I said, this match was it was definitely good. It was uh, arguably the second best. If you don't want to say it was the best, it was arguably the second best match of the night. Um, and Roman... Roman and Cena delivered. It started off to me kind of slow at first, uh, and then it just kind of picked up the pace midway towards the end. But it felt like it just felt like they were stalling for some reason, and we found out why a little bit later on after the match. But it felt like they were stalling because you had these near falls toward the end where Cena was pulling out all the stops, did his famous STF. He did an attitude adjustment. He did a super attitude adjustment. 
kept making you think, man, is he about to lose? Nope. Put him through a table. Put him through a table. Roman still kicked up. So ultimately, all in all, now, for whatever reason, shout out to my boy Josh Gresh from Gresh Unleashed because <laughs> we were actually joking of the fact, like, Roman, why are you still doing the ooh when you're setting up your spear? Why are you doing that? You know why? Because when you do that, you're making it known that you're coming for the spear. When you do that, we know what's coming. We're going to get out the way. Why would you do that? Just do it. Just spear him, right? And it was so funny because every time he did it, even when he finally connected with it, he did it again. Ooh, ah, it was like, we thought you learned your lesson from the last time, Roman, but you didn't. But he hit it. Johnny made fun of it. Yeah. They, yeah, he did. He tried to do it. And all of a sudden, there you go. Just like that. One spear. One, two, three. Roman retains. That's what bothered me. That's the only thing that bothered me about the match. Is that it took one spear to beat Cena? Yes. I can, I can understand that. I mean, given Super Cena in the past, it would have took about at least three of those to beat Super Cena. Right. But given that this is the older Cena that's kind of putting people over, I could kind of see why it took one. Now, it is interesting that, I mean, he did put Cena in the guillotine. And normally when 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 Roman does the guillotine lock, it's over. But that was like, a great reverse, though, from Cena. Yeah. But see, that was a Super Cena-like S thing. You see what I'm right. saying? So I could see why it only took, like, one spear, essentially. You know, I, I can kind of see why it took one. Because he did the guillotine, and no one had ever gotten out of that. Like, Daniel Bryan fought it a few times, but he never really officially got out of it you know right. so yeah it was it was it was a, it was a, I, I like that decision of just one spear you know it makes it look more devastating and more worth your while but uh yeah that was pretty much your main event ladies and gentlemen and so after that roman is typical roman he's celebrating he's got his championship says hey paul hand me my belt while I celebrate and I have my moments. And Standing can we over give Cena credit for how he rolled in the middle of the ring and played like it was he just was just defeated. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that. <laughs> I did see that. Yes, I did see but that. But Cena really laid out for Roman. Okay. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did. Props to you, Cena. Props to you, sir. You did just that. And and so with him being there like that. We saw none other than Mr. John Cena rolled over, laid out, Roman, being Roman, the tribal chief, raising a hand up high, standing over the laid out body of Cena, saying, acknowledge me, acknowledge me. I'm thinking, by this point, it's well past midnight, so I'm thinking, all right, people, finally, because I know once that one, two, three happened, we all just clapped in a standing ovation like, yes, we're clapping because we can finally go home. The show I is over. Get up and leave. 
We almost. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't either because we almost just about did. And well, I guess it's good we did. <laughs> well, in a movie theater, you can't quite do that now. You know, no, it was still on the big screen, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things, though. So, you know, we were like, finally, we can go home. We're getting ready to, you know, we're setting up. And it, it seemed like he was celebrating just a little longer than usual. Because normally you thought, okay, a celebration. You see the end credits. End of the show. But it still stood there for a minute. So then you're like, what's going on? Next thing you know. you that Marvel uh in credit yeah they gave you the mar- that that's the perfect <laughs> wwe set you up for the marvel in credit scene because next thing you know dun, 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 then arguably what got the loudest pop of the night a lot louder than what you got from becky lynch at this point ladies and gentlemen brock lesnar ponytail beard bigger huskier and more viking like i should say Brock Lesnar came straight out of chopping trees, baby. Letting you know <laughs> I'm right here in Las Vegas, baby, ready to come out and have some fun. We saw a different version of Brock, smiling, mm-hmm. interacting with fans, mm-hmm. ponytail, beard, tank top, looking bigger. Am I tripping or is this the first uh, non-heel uh, Brock Lesnar I've ever seen? Actually, no. You got a you got a babyface Brock Lesnar back in like two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand four, Survivor Series. Well, he was actually no, it was two babyface against the Rock, wasn't he? Technically, he was the heel. The, the crowd just turned against the Rock because you know the whole Hollywood <laughs> thing. Technically, he was the heel and the Rock was the babyface, but you know that was when crowds started taking over uh, events if you will. Uh, <laughs> but 2003, when he dropped the title to the big show, that's when he went into a baby face and he started cutting his own promos and people realized, yeah, you can't cut promos, buddy. You are a phenomenal athlete. You are dope as a mug, but you cannot cut a promo. I see why Heyman is by you, buddy, because you cannot do this on your own. And speaking of Heyman, boy. Great. Oh, wow. Paul Heyman. No, 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 no. Paul Heyman, ladies and gentlemen, literally sold the rest of the night. Because instantly, as we saw that Brock Lesnar entrance, Paul Heyman looked like he saw a ghost. Didn't know what to do. (laughs) And the story of what's coming next, ladies and gentlemen, which is keeping everybody intrigued. Well, what's Heyman going to do now? Not too long ago, you were just siding with Brock. You were his advocate. But you are the residential advisor for the tribal chief. You were a part of his council. So what do you do now? Who are you cheering for? We don't know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Who did he walk out of there with? He did walk out with the tribal chief, but you know, you can walk out with your current girlfriend until your ex walk by you. That don't mean you ain't still thinking about that ex-girlfriend. I'm just saying that ex-girlfriend, you start to remember some things like, oh man, I can't remember why we broke up in the first place. You know, you have been looking kind of good. You've been going to the gym. I, was, I see you. 
you 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 know you 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 kind of improved yourself a little bit here. You changed the look up a little bit. Dang, you know. But your current, you know, not the hey, your current is living their best life at the same time though, and you know you got it. Top status. So you in one heck of a uh, ultimatum. What do I do? You don't know what to do. So, hey, Paul, I feel you, bro. I don't know which way to go either. But that's what's the story. That's what's going to set up the next stuff, man. You know, so, hey. Stoney, uh, you got a hot listen, take for the people. Listen. Listen, man, listen. Roman right now. And y'all can get mad at me. This man is on a roll. This man will continue to be on the roll. We can almost say Roman is the best thing in wrestling right now. Mm. I can agree. When he turned heel, finally they did it. He he turned heel, and this man has been literally unstoppable. Mm Mm-hmm. So now you got your biggest match next, okay, against Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I'm going to go ahead and give my prediction. Roman wins this. Somehow, mm-hmm. Roman wins this. Now, here, okay. here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Roman continues to win, and they're trying to build up. This is what I think. They're trying to build up to Roman versus The Rock. <laughs> Okay, okay. But you still got, I'll give you October because you got Crown Jewel, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give you November because you got uh, Survivor Series. So you could mm-hmm. potentially work a Roman versus uh, Bobby Lashley on a mm-hmm. team type deal. Mm-hmm. Then you got December. I'll, I'll pass over January Royal Rumble. I'll pass over that. And you got February. And then you got March where you could potentially have The Rock. Mm-hmm. So that means potentially Roman's got to face three more people. Did they bring Brock Lesnar in too early? Not necessarily because here's the thought. As you mentioned, Crown Jewel. Usually that's the show because it's that sweet sound of money. From the signs of time that you have right here. And generally with that little Saudi show, that's when you got all the biggest names, the biggest names, the biggest names. Old, given I'm that I might add. But hey, you got the bigger names, right? So more than likely, it seems like they're trying to push this for that. Okay. Survivor Series. One fact you left out here is the 25th anniversary of The Rock and his debut. So, the seeds can get planted right there at Survivor Series if and only if The Rock has time in his schedule to make an appearance. Not to wrestle, just an appearance to let it be known. Now, see, funny thing about Roman is his plate is getting fed very fast. Because this man went from (laughs) having literally nobody to face, nobody was left, to, hey, you think you know me. Edge, hey, no, I want my one-on-one match with you that I didn't get at WrestleMania. Okay, fine. You beat me. He beat you. 
thinks he's got his moment to shine. And next thing you know, oh, you thought it was over? Here comes John Cena, right? Sets up the SummerSlam match. We just saw the night, the other night, Cena conquered. Who's the man that conquers things? Oh, Brock Lesnar is here now. Now he wants his shot. So after you beat Brock, you're thinking, okay, you can't get any bigger than that. You've beaten Brock for crying out loud. He's beating the best of the best. Who's left after Brock? Well, there's only one who's the same family tree as you, my friend, who did this way before you were even close to doing all of what you're doing. None other than The Rock. So it's got a potential set itself. And then you still got Finn Balor out there who kind of got robbed in a way. So he's a nice little filler. I still want to see Seth. You got some fillers in there to throw in between to stretch it out a little bit. And uh, yeah, leads up to The Rock. See, the question is more so, who are you going to set up to beat Roman after you build him up to this God-level status? What What do you do then? God-level status, okay? Here's what you do, though. Let's not forget now. Now, this is going out on a limb, but I think this is possible. Mm-hmm. I think Roman is at the point, like you said, he's on this God-level status. He cannot be beaten. All right. So then, um, so then you have to set it up to where he's tricked into beating B. Money mm-hmm. in the bank. Big E. Come in at the right opportune time. Big E. You got Big E to be the guy. I didn't say he was the guy that was going to I said opportunity. (laughs) Uh It's like Seth Rollins was an opportune guy. But here's the thing about Big E. I think they're still testing him out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they know if he's the guy yet. So that's what kind of makes me wonder. I was shocked when he was the one who won. I'm happy he won. Somebody's got to knock him off, and I don't think it's going to be a clean knockoff. It's true. He's too good. We're going to see. It's going. We're going to see. Who? And I'm. I'm a Roman fan now. I got to admit this. (laughs) Who? Words of New Day. Who? 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 I don't know. We're going to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to find out. But right now, Roman's on top of the world. He's on top of the world, and he's only creating a world that all of us are just living in at this point. But still, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, man. This looks like that's the next up. SmackDown's going to be real interesting these next few weeks, months, leading up to whenever they plan to officially go at it, which we're assuming is probably going to be crown jewel, but we'll see. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen. to happen extreme rules too now. Exactly. Which is where you can throw Finn in there, or you can I would say Finn before I'd say Seth. 
uh, Finn, Finn has a legitimate case to say, hey, we were supposed to fight. And Cena came in and took my spot. So, you know, it can, it can set its way up. You know, I can see Roman trying to make him earn it. And then he earns it. Sets up an epic match between the two, you know. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for your SummerSlam review. Uh, you know, letting you know our thoughts, more specifically my boy Stoney's. If y'all want to know more about my thoughts, I gave y'all a little bit on here. But also I gave you some also on Gresh Unleashed podcast as well. So make sure y'all check out and follow my boy Gresh, Josh Gresh at Gresh Unleashed dress.org you know what i'm saying so make sure y'all check that out man and of course right here on life's a botch now before i let my boy go i got a couple of things i'm gonna do with you my guy first things first i want to get your quick thoughts on a certain return we had a week of returns but there was a certain return that arguably is the best return some, arguably it was they're, they're debating there's some debates right now saying who had the best pop of the week between becky brock and of course the man we're talking about right now i'm talking about none other than c m punk sir what are your thoughts on that return how did you feel when you saw that you know you heard the rumors you heard it was possibly happening mm-hmm. i still didn't believe it i still didn't believe it and it wasn't until I actually saw it with my own two eyes. And when he <laughs> came in there, I said, man, I don't like to put them against each other. Uh-huh. They are what they are. WWE is WWD and AEW is AEW. But uh, CM Punk caused a little problem uh-huh. for WWE. Uh-huh. Hey. Ain't that the truth, my brother? Ain't that the truth? Now, which is t- why I think you got a lot of pop-ups anyway. This year, um, this uh, this SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah, it changed the game a lot, didn't it? It just, it just made you say, "Uh oh, 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 oh. we've, we've got to get Brock. <laughs> we've got to get Brock on the phone. Get Brock. Get Brock. Damn it. Get him. Get him. Get him now. Tell him to get on a plane out here to Las Vegas. Get Brock on whatever he wants." <laughs> Whatever he wants, give it to him. He wants to keep his hair grown. Fine, he can keep his hair grown. He can keep the beard. Just get him, get him to show up now. We're gonna put him against Roman, dog. Let's do it. <laughs> you know. So, all in all, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just here to tell y'all. Um, yeah, it was great to see CM Punk back after seven years being away. Y'all already know my thoughts. I just wanted to give Stony the floor to. Let y'all know, because y'all, y'all, we family. So y'all understand that y'all hear enough of me, but I want y'all to hear from my other friends, my other people that I introduce y'all to the family. So, Stoney, honestly, man, I don't know how often you've been keeping up with AEW, but after seeing this now, does it make you want to be more invested in AEW and what they're doing now from this point on? Honestly, man, I love AEW. I can't even sit here and lie to you. Mm-hmm. Now, where I think AEW has to do better, and I think they actually are getting better at it, is just mm-hmm. keeping the storyline going. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, to me, AEW can be all over the place. You'll have a storyline going, and then it just stop, and then something else will happen. But um, I think that they've been doing a better job of it lately. Mm-hmm. 
So now I think with this return of CM Punk, it's all about how are you going to build off of this? Who is CM Punk? I know he's going against Darby first, which is mm. uh-huh. that's fine. Okay. You're not a fan. You're not a, not a, wait, you're not a fan of Darby Allen? He's the I most. A, okay, let me put it like this. Oh, Darby grew on me. I yeah. was not a fan of Darby Allen at first. Mm-hmm. And now, um, you can go to a post I have on Facebook and my Twitter. It literally <laughs> says, uh-huh. Sting works wonders for Darby Allen. I yeah. know that sounds crazy, but Sting works wonders for Darby Allen. Yeah. So, uh, I just don't think Darby Allen is a challenge for CM Punk. Personally, mm. I think Darby Allen will, uh, will, 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 will. It'll be one of those where he won't quit. You're yes. gonna have to put him down. Oh yeah. So I think it's gonna be a great match, mm. but AEW to me has so much talent. Where is CM Punk gonna fall in line? I'm not saying that he can't, but what are you gonna? Jump over, uh, uh, man, I cannot think of the boy's name. I'm missing names today. The cowboy, you gonna jump past him? Oh, Adam Page. For, Adam yeah, Page. Adam Page. Yeah. Are you gonna jump straight past Adam Page and go straight to the AEW champion? Kenny Omega. See, the thing about that is, I don't think that's his plan just right now. I think he's actually trying to build up. You saw the promo that he cut, mm-hmm. right? So one of the key things in that promo I noticed is the one thing when he said, I'm surrounded by talent that I should have been surrounded by, I should have been surrounded by 10 years ago. And I thought to myself, heck, they're there now. So why aren't you? So now I'm back. So I think his initial goal right now, at least within say the first year or so, I think his main goal is just to work with guys that he believes in, that he sees something in. And he wants to work with them. And it's ways that he can work with them to where he goes over, but he's putting them over at the same time. Because people don't understand, a lot of times it is about wins and losses in wrestling. We do still care about that. That very much matters. But there are also ways where you can go over and win to where you still put over the person who lost to where they still look like a winner because they put on one heck of a showcase. Excellent example. Vel- Red Velvet and Britt Baker uh-huh. on the first episode of, of Rampage when they had the women's main event for that championship in Britt's hometown of Pittsburgh, Britsburg as they call it, he saw the terrible towel, little Britt Baker terrible towels out there. And even though Red Velvet was supposed to be the baby face, she got treated as a heel in that city. Absolutely. But she showcased a lot, and they had an awesome match and tore the house down to where we knew Red Velvet wasn't beating Brick for that title because she's too hot right now. Right. So you can't take that title match, off of her. Though. But it was a great match. So it was a way that put Red Velvet over to where you know, like, okay, she's getting better. And she at some point will have her time. But right now, this is Brit's time. So just keep working. Keep doing what you're doing to develop and get better. And guess what? You showed what you can do against the top guy, or in this case, the top woman. And now people know who you are, and they know what to look out for when they see your improvement. So same case here. 
Darby Allen, you don't expect him to go over. He might. I highly doubt it. I'm especially in Chicago. No way. They love Darby Allen though, because he is a fan favorite. But I think this is one of those cases where it's just gonna be such a, a tear the house down match with those two on September 5th, where Darby Allen is going to catapult. I, I'm thinking about I've seen his growth because I watched him. I've I've lo- I liked him from the start. I remember when he feuded with Cody. That was his first feud. And right. Cody Rhodes put him over in such a way where he didn't win the match. Cody won the match, but it made Darby look so good. Right. And Darby really can't afford a loss in this because he's already been protected pretty well anyway. So taking a loss to CM Punk, there's no shame in that because it's CM Punk and you're going to look good and he's going to make you look good in the process of this. You get to help him knock off ring rust from missing seven years. And you also get to showcase that you're going to get put over as a future top guy, a future legend because you're wrestling CM Punk. So I can't wait to see all out for that match alone uh, and whatever else they're centering around that September the 5th is going to change the game. Hopefully, as my boy Josh said and emphasized, just don't make it long. Okay, AEW, do not make All Out long like SummerSlam and like y'all did last year with All Out. I heard I about that pay-per-view being it. way too long. It was long. I <laughs> <part of> <laughs> That's what I said. So hopefully y'all just don't make this a super long pay-per-view. No more than three and a half hours. Three hours to three and a half. If you got to go four, leave it at four. Do not go past that. Okay? But I say personally two and a half to three hours max maybe three and a half but two to three hours max y'all can do it <laughs> y'all can do it but all in all man i just had to get your thoughts on that so real quick man i'm gonna bring you into one of my favorite segments of the evening before i let you go brother and uh this is one I haven't done in a while, actually. You know, I have a couple that I haven't done in a while. And I know my, le- shout out to my listeners, you know, because y'all love this. Y'all love this segment. Uh, but this is one that we haven't done in a while. So Stony Stone, sir, I've known you a long time. And I know how you do. So this is a segment I'm bringing and doing just for you, my friend. I introduced to you the two-minute promo where I am going to time you right here, right now. And I just want to shout out everybody watching us that was tuned in on Facebook Live, man, that's been showing us love, shouting out and rocking with us in the comments. I want to shout out my boy, Mike Jeezy. I want to shout out my boy, Spiritfield, a.k.a. Philip Harden. I want to shout out, man, everybody, man. I just Everybody that was in the live, man, shout out to Ayana, man. Shout out to y'all. I appreciate y'all for just taking the time to tune in, interact with us, man. Josh, I see you, bro. Like y'all, y'all was y'all was awesome today, man. Anthony, I want to shout you out, brother. Thank y'all so much for tuning in with us on the Facebook Live. And of course, everybody that's listening at home, wherever you at, at home, at work, anywhere. Thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. But this is a two-minute promo for my boy Stony Stone. So I want you to just cut a promo. Right now, off the shoot, shoot from the hip, right off the dome. Cut a promo for two minutes. I'm gonna time you. 
for two minutes. I want you to cut a promo on anything, anything. You can rant however you want to rant. You want to call somebody out? Go ahead and call them out. Maybe you want to call out an executive from WWE. Maybe you want to call out some of the, the fans out there in the internet world that like to troll. Maybe you want to call out somebody in the Christian hip-hop world. I don't know, man. I don't know. But this is a moment for you or you are DJs. Maybe you want to call out some of the people that don't pay you enough at these events. I don't know, man. Just cut a promo straight from the hip. You got two minutes, all right? And so there's no right or wrong way to doing this, brother. You just cutting it. And I know you got inspiration because you said it. The Rock's one of your favorites. So you know how to cut a promo. I know it's in you. So in about two seconds, I'm about to put you on the Hey, hey, if you got to bring out macaroni, Tony, and do it, by all means. (laughs) But ladies and gentlemen, in about a countdown of three seconds, we're going to give my brother, Mr. Stony Stone Hill, three, no, two minutes. Two minutes. I'm, I'm usually three, but two minutes to cut a promo straight from the heart. Are you ready, sir? Let's go with it. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. In three, two, one, let's go. You know, I've been in this game for a long time. I've seen some of the greatest do it. From Ric Flair to Hulk Hogan, from Hulk Hogan to Goldberg, from Goldberg to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I got to give you your props. You are the big dog. You are the man. You beat it. Some of the top Hall of Famers that we can think of. But now, time for you to face me the greatest of all time forget what you heard I'm going to give you the fight of your life and whether you like it or not Roman I'm going to be the one to put you down Cena couldn't do it Daniel Bryan couldn't do it. But me, I'm not giving up, buddy. You shut your mouth over there. I'm not giving up. I want you one-on-one, no hose bar. Stone and stone versus the big dog. Let's make that contract happen now. Ooh, time, ladies and gentlemen. Look, look, man. Hey, you hey, hey. Guard, man. I had to challenge somebody. You hey, caught me off hey, guard. Hey, so much hey. Came through my Let me head. tell you. I wanted to pull the list of Jericho out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you cut a promo. Do you feel the smooth execution? that my boy did, and it took a lot because he called out not only anybody, this man called out the tribal chief. So Roman, Roman, 
I know you're listening. I know you're out there. You're watching this show, and I know you're watching the show because I know you know somebody, and somebody know that they watch this show and they listen to it. So I know they're gonna pass this over to you because you got a cabinet out there that's uh monitoring what the people say. And you got acknowledged all right. But the challenge's been laid out. Name the time, name the place, name the hour. Because I am here to tell you. Matter of fact, Paul, I'm here to tell you, advocate to advocate. This man right here to my left, yeah, he coming for him. He's coming for your guy. And guess what? That same acknowledgement that your tribal chief won't. <laughs> well, he gonna be looking up. Cause by the time he look up and realize that he see lights and stars, three seconds then already went by. And Stony Stone is your new reigning, defending, undisputed, undeniable, undefeatable, unbeatable universal champion. How you like them eyes? Take that, tribal chief. Acknowledge it, because it's the future. Ladies and gentlemen, that right there is what I call my 30-second, three-minute promo segment of the shows. Like I said, I know y'all have missed that so much. It feels good to be able to let these people cut promos and put them on the spot when they cut a promo because you just never know. That's the beauty of the promo. We got to put people on spot and show them, hey, what your promo skills look like, baby? Well, what you got for the people to hear? So, um, man, Stoney, we've been chopping it up. I didn't mean to make this show as long as it was, but again, I appreciate people who tuned in with us on Facebook Live. If you hung in there, thank you guys so much for tuning in and interacting with us. I'm going to be doing this live on Facebook with y'all a lot more, so just make sure y'all tune in on the regular with your boy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mike GZ, I didn't know you was a wrestling fan too, my guy, so you know I'm going to I'm gonna reach out to you, bring you right here on the show. Same thing with you, Spiritfield. I already knew you've been a wrestling fan, so I, it's a matter of time. I'm going to bring you on the show too, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Especially you, because you've been dogging AEW a long time. Now I'm wondering how you feeling about it now. You know what I'm saying? Because they own up, baby. But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank y'all again so much for tuning in with us. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Uh, Stony Stone, real quick before we get out of here, man, tell the people where they can find you and follow you on all social platforms, sir. Man, it's very simple, man. Just follow me at Stony Stone Hill. All right? That's S-T-O-N-E-Y Stone Hill. Stony Stone Hill. You heard it. Follow my boy Stony Stone at Stony Stone Hill. Make sure you check out them royalty boys. Make sure you check out Stony Stones. Music all available on streaming platforms all across the board. And if you follow him on social media, you'll be able to follow the links and all the stuff that he's got out there waiting for y'all, man. Trust me. He's got a lot of dope stuff out. And uh, more than likely, he will be back. So if y'all really enjoy what y'all got tonight, just know my boy will be back on the Life's a Botch podcast with yours truly. Uh, so y'all already know what time it is, man. Y'all can already know where to follow your kid. Follow your boy at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. Or if you don't want to follow me, then do me a favor. 
follow the podcast, okay? All you got to do is follow it on Instagram at Life's a Botch Podcast. That is Life's a Botch Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you're following your boy on YouTube as well. Life's a Botch Podcast because we're going to work on... You saw, you know, Stoney, you cut such a good promo. I'm going to have to get you in on my YouTube promos that I plan to create for the people. I'm going to create a nice little promo battle for the people on YouTube. I'm going to turn this into a real dope thing, and I want you to be a part of this, man. So I I'll got to ready, get you in there. I got to get you in it. I got to get you Just create your own promo. This time you'll have an opponent in front of you ready to cut something. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's going to be fun, man. We're going to do some some real dope promos. I'm going to have a championship belt ready to see who can hold the belt the longest as the king of the promo. So, you know, it's going to be a fun thing, man. But nonetheless, man, make sure you follow all things Life's a Botch on the Life's a Botch podcast. Life's a Botch podcast. But also, I got to shout out my partners man you know our partners that that make life's about what life's about is shout out to ots ots guys man all things ots guys make sure you follow it on instagram ots guys make sure you follow on twitter ots guys not just for wrestling fans but maybe you know football season's coming back baby if you're a football fan hey OTS guys, make sure you follow it so we can get the latest news on football and Nate's thoughts on each game week to week. Also, NBA season is around the corner as well. Uh, as quickly as it comes, it's around the season. It's around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. You see the Lakers jersey, you know what time it is. So I'm just here to let you know. Hey, make sure you're following all things OTS guys if you're a big fan of sports because we got some stuff coming for you. Keep it locked. Uh, make sure you check out the website www.otsguys.com dot com and uh yeah man until the next time i just want to thank y'all again i love y'all i appreciate y'all we on the road to 50 we almost there so until next time y'all ayo two sweet peace